crap. They're evil. Set signs of evil. Alex can outact Evans. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. I buy that for a dollar. Those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Proper baby, buggy puppers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. 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 Thanks, guys. That's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Roundtable show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSN Radio. Welcome to another spectacular episode of the Roundtable Show, right here live, as always, coming to you on New Logic Studios via PSN Radio. Together, this is the Roundtable, and we consist of, right now, three individuals. That's right, to my left, Zod Ryder. Say hi, Zod. Hi, Zod. All right. To my right, the one and only, Johnny Alpha. Say what's up, Johnny Alpha. Hi, Zod. Close enough. And, of course, myself, Angel the Jackal Espino, and uh, we're more like a uh, pyramid table. But it's close a trinity, enough. Like, a trinity. We're a like, trinity like, of tables. That's right. A trinity of, like, you know, a, tr- a trinity of podcasters, like, like okay. Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. Isn't You're awesome? Wonder Woman, then. You're Wonder <laughs> yeah, you are Wonder Woman, yes. <laughs> no, yes. No. I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. You can't make me Wonder Woman because I, I love Henry Cavill, so I got to be Superman. So does Wonder Woman. Anyway, this is November yeah. 19th edition, and uh, welcome one, welcome all, and that uh, is going to be a fantastic show. We have a lot to talk about. We're missing a couple pieces, but it's okay. We're going to survive, and we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. If you guys want to call in, please do so. 786-245-8127 is, of course, our call-in number. Feel free to call in and chime in with whatever it is you want to talk about. We, uh, of course, two of us have seen Justice League, and one of us has not seen Justice League. The one who has not seen it, I don't think, gives a damn about Justice League. Yeah, you guys can go ahead and say whatever you want. I'm, but we're going we're gonna to talk about Justice League a little bit. Spoilers. I, mean, I don't care. I'm pretty sure the movie is about as see-through as tissue paper. You know what I mean? Like, I don't You're think there's great plot very close. or anything that... Thanks to Josh Whedon, sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get, before we get to, before we get there, guys, 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 calm down, calm down. You can tell who saw it and who didn't right there, right off the bat. That's right, Johnny Alpha has not seen it, but he does not care. But he has seen Thor Ragnarok, and I've seen it. Don, have you seen it? No, I'm not going to see any more Marvel movies. Well, shame on you because it is awesome. I it on the DC dick. No, oh. because because DC because Marvel is the sabotage Justice League. So that, that is, so is uh, what is Marvel got to do? No, 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 hold on. What does Marvel got to do with oh, any of this? Yeah, Mar- Marvel, Marvel, Marvel sent. Joss Whedon, their bitch boy, over to DC to ruin Justice League. Okay, when Zack Snyder was here's vulnerable. A, here, here's the thing, Here's the thing, Hold on, guys, 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 guys. Hold on. Here's the thing. That is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, first of all, it's a great conspiracy. You know, I love conspiracies, but as the conspiracies goes, that is right there with with. That's right there with Bigfoot. It's, it's just true, you know, dude. There's all kinds of evidence to support yeah. it. Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon is no longer involved in the Marvel. He did his two Avengers movies. He's gone. 
trashing the movie that he finished. So you know what? That that that's your biggest piece of right there. Writer Joss Whedon butt fucked Avengers too. That that is the worst Marvel film, and that was when Marvel booted him, and then he went cowering to DC, going, "I'll make Batwoman for you. I'll make Batwoman for you." And then they're like, "Hey, dude, Zack Snyder's done." He's um, like, "Batwoman now." Yeah, I think this is. much. Look, I I just saw the movie, and I saw some of the you know the descriptive of or descriptions of the deleted scenes, and it's it's kind of like what happened with Batman versus Superman. You can add those three little scenes back in. It's not going to make the movie much better. It'll probably not drag it. A lot more than just they, those deleted scenes. But here's, here's the thing. A lot of the stuff that was deleted had to do with, like, Cyborg and stuff like that. This and movie, This movie was almost three hours in length. It was cut down yes, to two hours. But they cut, they cut a lot of the stuff. They cut a lot of the stuff with Cyborg in it. I, I saw some of the, of the stuff. A lot of the stuff that made sense, they cut out. That's why the movie is so disjointed and crazy. Uh, because it's no, it has nothing to do with all of the DC movies being disjointed and stupid. It's because Joss Whedon was sent over by the Russians to spoil the election yeah, is, and make America hate Putin's each fault. other. It's all Putin's fault. That's what it is. Yeah. Listen, this is, it's ridiculous to blame Marvel or, or Disney for this, you know, clusterfuck that has become the DCEU. And this is not the first bad movie that they've made. So you're going to blame Joss Whedon and Marvel for Batman vs. Superman sucking also? No, 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 is no, that, no, is no, that no. their I'm fault? No, 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 because this is a pattern. Well, no, no, hold on, because this is... This is a, no, no, you have to, because this is a follow-up to that movie. No, and no, if that movie sucked... That movie sucked! That movie was universally panned by critics and by people and fans alike. That movie sucked. And Man of Steel was a piece of shit also. So we're talking about we've had three bad movies back to back to back. And the only one that kind of got right was Wonder Woman. And why is that? Because you have a different director in that movie who had a different vision, who brought a different style and flavor to it. Okay, and that's so right, people resonated with it. So he came in, he made all we didn't, the Yeah, but Whedon came in. Whedon came in. Wasn't it? It was supposed no. to be Who says the movie was supposed to be wonderful? I mean, they're still working on... First of all, they're working off the same script. He's working off the same script. The same script. He, he's using the same shots. All Whedon is doing is rearranging some of the shots, no, he, some of the cut. He, was so he cut. He cut out some of the stuff. No. He was solely responsible for that stupid shit. He was solely responsible for all of the Superman stuff that was in there. That was all Whedon. Actually, the, most, of the, actually most of the actually most of the most of the Superman stuff in there was kind of was decent. The oh, the great the grave the grave Robin scene. I agree that was retarded and should have never used that. Joss Whedon. Superman was supposed to regenerate in the Fortress of Solitude. He was supposed to be revived by Steppenwolf, not grave dug right. up by the Justice. The, the band that did um, Born to be Wild brings him back to life. They're, they're like, so the it hippie is, band, it's, really? It's crazy. I, I don't understand <laughs> Steppenwolf, how he yes. thought that that was better. And then, we hey, never, then we never got Zod. Superman in the black suit. Hey, Zod, is it true that um, Kimballs are um, made by militant... Um, Atheists to kill angels, like they're part of the war against God too. Is, is is this factual as well as that Joss Whedon was sent by the Russians to destroy Justice League and he wasn't and sent by the <laughs> Russians. He was sent by Marvel. <laughs> he was not. Get over yes, yourself. He was. He totally was. Dude, you could tell. He's over here. He's on Twitter liking negative tweets about a film that he finished. He's liking all this negative stuff. He hasn't come out and said one positive thing about Justice League, and he finished the movie. 
Well, you know, Zack Snyder is getting full credit for the directing yeah. of the movie. But Zack Snyder himself hasn't seen the movie. Zack Snyder said he How stepped do you know? do you because like... he said he stepped away from the movie. When he stepped away from it, he hasn't seen anything that else that has to do with it. I'm his pretty cut, sure his cut is different from what we got in theaters. That's for sure. But it doesn't mean it's going to be. A, it doesn't mean it's going to be a better cut, though, Zod. Yeah. Apparently it is, based off of some of the based decisions. Based off of what he said, right, 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 right. <laughs> you can never disagree with Zack Snyder because the man has made nothing but gold since his career started. Nobody's ever criticized a film he's made. Ever. Right, he's, ever. Yeah. Ever. Like, never, ever? Ever, yeah, ever, no. ever? Yeah, no. Like, everything that Zack Snyder touches is gold, man. Everybody knows that. Gold That's... nuggets of turds. But here's the thing. To completely boycott a network because you feel that they sent somebody to do something which if they had, it's fucking brilliant, let me tell you. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what Marvel did, checkmate, <laughs> they, they win. That's it. It's over with. Because they, that's what it, I'm saying. It's over with. So, it's over so, with. so stop bitching, stop complaining, enjoy Thor Ragnarok, which was a completely bitching no, movie. It. It's, it's a great movie. What's it's hysterical. Some Australian guy made it. It has nothing. Yeah. To do. You, know, you know what the other thing Witty, is? We did, we talked to Ukaku, whatever his name is. He did this movie. I mean, come on. They are doing about it. This, they're talking about this Punisher series like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Punisher. He got, he's got the most <laughs> annoying fan base out of any Marvel character, except for maybe Spider-Man. Dude, Punisher fanboys, they'll do that no matter what, unless it's, for some reason, the Ray Stevenson movie. That's the only one that there's not... The greatest thing that was ever put on film because the guy has a skull on his shirt and it's best it's ever because it's just a Punisher and he has guns. That is the rhetoric and the, the, the thought process that comes from these people. I have no and idea what happened there, folks. I have no idea at all. I'm pretty sure it's a good show. See, I always no, no. thought well, about we, it. Like, I stopped and thought about this for a moment about Marvel. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It's like I've never really like I, like I'll go see the movies and I'll think, okay, yeah, these are good, these are great. When you go to the theaters and see them. But then after that, it's like I never have any desire to go back and rewatch oh, any of them. So that's, that's how I know, that's how I know about, that Marvel sucks. The thing like, about the scene is when I go oh, see the Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, like, okay, here's the thing. Like, DC. You've like, seen even the theater? if you hate Batman versus Superman, you've still watched it a couple of times. Why? Because it made you think. You, no, you had to figure it out. It was one of those types of movies that, like, okay, let's, I mean, I don't know. I've, every DC movie I've seen nope. at least two or three times. No, you know, you know why I watched Batman vs Superman more than once? Because, because one, I fell asleep the first time I saw it. Uh, second, uh, I had to watch it again yeah, because I fell I, asleep during Age of Ultron. So, well, here, here's, here's the thing: oh. I, 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 I watched it. I watched it once in theaters, and I watched it once in bootleg. And I was, like, and I had to do it the second time I saw it in bootleg because you know what? I was like, I have to really see if it's as bad as I thought it was. And then when I saw it again, it was very clear copy, by the way. It was really bad. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm not watching this ever again. And that was the last time I ever saw Batman v Superman. As far as the the Marvel properties, I have no problems putting in Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2 and watching them. I've seen those movies dozens of times. I love those I, movies. I, I, will take, I will take Ant-Man is the shit. I can watch Ant-Man right now. Like, I can put Ant-Man right now and enjoy the fuck out of that movie. Ant-Man was awesome. Are you kidding me? From the humor to the special effects, the action sequences, the story, the, the character development, which, by the way, this is the main thing that this movie just didn't have. Character development. Too many characters, not enough development, and development on the wrong 
characters. There's too much time spent on Wonder Woman, which we just had a, a solo picture with Wonder Woman. You know why? And that, that and that is right? all Zack yeah, Snyder. Because it's all oh, Zach, um, just it was fault, right? It was because it was because the studio mandated. That was mandated by the studio by Zack Snyder because Wonder Woman was a big hit. Yes. Yeah. And that's a stupid, that's a stupid move. It has nothing to do with Marvel. It has to do with DC directly. It's a stupid move. You just had a Wonder Woman movie. We know who the hell she is. Develop in this movie, Flash and Cyborg. The other two side yeah. characters. They cut out all the Flash a, and Cyborg. Right. But that's a Warner Brothers problem. That's not a DC problem. That's, that's a, a that, problem. That's a Warner Brothers problem. Warner Brothers came in. No. That's a Warner Brothers problem. They came in and told the DC staff that, hey, this movie, hold on, let me finish. Let me, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Happy with Zack Snyder's original cut. But let me, let me finish real quick. This is what they're saying to save face, on. But who comes in and says, hey, listen, Wonder Woman was just a big hit. We got to feature her as the main, you know, you know, hero here because that's the one that people like. That was Warner Brothers that did that. That wasn't even the DC staff. That was not Marvel. That was not Joss Whedon. That was Warner Brothers that mandated that change. If now we would have gotten a more proper movie, which would have been more focused on the new heroes that we don't know that well. Yeah, and then, and then on to top it off, they cut out an entire character. Uh, Green Lantern was supposed to be featured prominently in this movie. Hence the yeah. Unites, hence they never the even the casted seven. him. No, no, no. They like, didn't. when was he hence supposed to be in it? The Unite the Seven posters that they had that they had promoting this movie. There were supposed to be seven Justice League members in this movie, and there were only six. Yeah, but that was rumored. That time, was rumored. No, 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 no. But that all the changes. Zod, 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 that was rumored first of all, and that never made it to the final script. So the Green Lantern it never wasn't made rumored, it. Rumored, dude. The posters were out. Everything was. But it out. never it made it to the final Unite script. The, the final script. Okay. The final but script. Who was cast for Green Lantern then? I, I don't know. They cut it out. Then, and how was it Green supposed to had be one part of it? Had, Matt Damon. Had a cameo in the movie. That's all he had. You have to see it. Green Lantern is in there, but he does have a cameo. Only Matt a Damon. small part because they, cause they cut him out. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Matt Damon was, was cast. <laughs> You're right. You are right. Yep. Matt Damon. That's now, it. Now, now, what I got to chime in on is I will agree with you, Zod. Some of the new Marvel films, yes, I see them in the theater and the spectacle of it all, it, it's wonderful. But then when I revisit it, it's kind of meh. But the thing is, is at least when I went and saw the Marvel film the first time, there was the spectacle and I enjoyed it. DC has not been able to pull that off in any of their films except for maybe Wonder Woman. And that was basically just Thor and the first Captain America movie recycled and tried to be an edgy. So I, I, I don't get why you're just so on this post that, oh, I got to like one and not the other. You, you, you're being that no, guy. It's not, it's not that I got to like one over the other. It's that I'm tired of Marvel's bullshit. Marvel is full of shit. And they, Ow. but Marvel did nothing in this. Zod, Marvel has no stake in this. Marvel did absolutely nothing. All they did was put a better, you know, movie in stories Ragnarok. That's all they did. They put a better movie out a couple weeks before. But they had, but they had, no, that's an awesome title. But look, regardless. The, all they did was put a better movie out. That's all they did. They had nothing to do with anything else. All the mandated changes, like we just established, were either DC or were Warner Brothers related. 
Well, the changes, the changes in focus on the characters were Warner Brothers and DC related. Had nothing to do with, with Joss Whedon. Joss was brought in. He's, he's he thought some reshoots were you know needed. He went in and reached out some shit. They brought it out. I when I watched the movie, I can kind of tell what was done you know with with Joss's footage and what was added you know to what was there. You you can tell the difference between styles of it director. Probably actually colors and the stuff that Josh thought. Um, and, probably like the yeah, there's some stuff from color oh, changes, color corrections. Changed. There's some changed. scenes. They were changed, palettes, but but we don't Zod, know. We don't know. Yeah, but here's the thing, Zod. Zod we don't yeah. know how far into the. We don't know how far into the actual final stages of the editing that you know. Supposedly the editing was almost done, so we don't know how far deep he got into where he started changing things around. I have a sneaking suspicion that most of the the character focus that was done and changed was done when Steiner was still editing this thing with his editors. And they, when, they, when they ran and reshot some of the stuff, in fact, I will tell you right now, the main stuff that they reshot, that they spent a lot of time working on, was the very beginning sequence where you see Superman saving that, you know, saving the kids, and you see him, like, talking to the kid, and you see his face is all kind of weird because of the, the whole mustache thing. That whole sequence was shot. That took months for them to, like, finish. So I, I'm thinking, like, there was very few things that he shot just to add on so he can make things work structurally since they cut so much out. But I don't think and it was even top. Josh Whedon that was cutting this thing out. I think it was the studio mandated that they, they wanted these things cut. Well, they you, wanted it. You now can't blame Marvel, Marvel for they this. Didn't tell, they didn't tell. They didn't tell the director that he couldn't do what he wanted. I mean, come on, you're you're defending him. He brought in a completely different composer to redo the music, everything. I mean, he and the music was good. Everything. That was part of the best part of the movie. Are you kidding me? They, they actually used some of John Williams' theme in this thing. They used yeah, the original Batman. The, mu- the music, Boring. actually, honestly, Boring. honestly. The music was the best part of this movie. Honestly, it really was. Well, it really know, truly was. The soundtrack was bad. I'm just saying that he Oh, you were. You were saying, oh, he changed he, the music. He was just about to. Was it good? No, no, but I'm saying that's what it is. No, man, I like the soundtrack. <laughs> on on top of that, though, Dude, you're, about, you're about to shit on the soundtrack. You, Come on, now. You have, you have people like Kevin Feige and Chris Hemsworth coming out of the woodwork saying that they actually enjoyed Justice League, they think it's a wonderful film that's up there as good as their Marvel films are. So you being all, I like DC and not that Marvel shit, makes no sense because Marvel guys are actually defending the fuck out of this film. Yeah, well, while yeah. DC fans the guy are... that's finished the film is going around... Uh, Josh Whedon ate like Marvel. Josh I haven't seen. I, I, I wasn't look, look, looking at his tweet. I wasn't looking at his Twitter, and I didn't see anything like that. So I don't know what you're talking yeah, about, to be honest. Like, dude, just put in Josh Whedon in anything, and you'll get all the news reports, dude. Do you, I don't know, do man. You, do you, are you making a petition to take down Rotten Tomatoes? Zod? Are, are they being no, no, but, <laughs> I, but I did. But I did sign the, peti- <laughs> the petition to get Zack Snyder's original cut when the movie comes out on video. Okay. Yeah, because we didn't see that boring piece of crap. Let me me just put it to you like this. As long as I can remember, I've hated Valiant Comics. I used to make fun of them. I trashed the shit out of Valiant. But you know what? I've actually turned around and I went and I bought like some of the stuff that Matt Kent and like um what's his name Jeff Lemire wrote. And dude, to tell you the truth, I'm kind of becoming a goddamn Valiant comic book fan, which I never thought would happen because I'm like Image and Dark Horse to the bone. But you know what I mean? Like you got to be able to look at all the sides and see everything. You can't just be 
that guy that likes, ooh, I like this one and not the other one because one guy made a bad movie and he used to work for Marvel. It's like everybody that ever worked at Marvel or DC both have worked at Marvel and DC. You got right. Brian Michael Bendis, the biggest fucking name that's probably worked for Marvel in the last 50 years. He went over to DC because he's written everything under the sun at Marvel, and now he's going to actually get to go and have some fun and do something brand new for once. And if he messes up, we, are you going to blame the – Marvel sent Bendis over to ruin Batman because no, you can't because anything he writes, I guarantee, is going to be better than the garbage that Scott Snyder's oh, because been pooping. Ben, because Bendis is a good writer and has proven that he's a good writer. Well, he can go over and and do and do and do the right thing and <clears throat> do well with Batman. He probably wanted Batman all this time anyway. So you know what? I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the but comic book writer. But he's actually like Marvel to the bone, unlike Joss Whedon, who is. He wrote Buffy, all right? He, he he did, like, he wrote an X-Men comic, and he wrote a short run for The Runaways. And aside from that, he is not a Marvel Comics guy. He directed two films for them. He He's not a shill for them. Like Guys, you realize that, that Joss Whedon is more of a DC fan than Marvel fan, right? I mean, you, you do understand that. Admittedly so. More of a dark horse writer than anybody else. Well, yeah, but if you have to pick between DC and Marvel, he's more of a DC guy. Admittedly so. I'm pretty sure. I don't. So, know. I don't I really like him. Aside from like Firefly, I, I don't like anything the man's actually done. The first Avengers movie. I'm was not. Okay. A, I, I was never a fan of his. I'm not a fan of Buffy or any other stuff he's done before either. I like the Avengers. I like the Avengers too. I thought they were good movies. I didn't think they were the best things in the world, but I thought they were good movies. They delivered for me what they had to do, and they moved the story arc along for the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is fantastic. I like you know some of his style. I don't like some of his style, but that's fine. But I don't think that he or Marvel has anything you know to blame when it comes to like, oh, yeah. the, the the failure oh, yeah. of the right The, right the, the article. Fuck that article. That's a biased article written by some fanboy. I'm going to share about Jack it. Snyder's super Superman scenes were reshot. Wonder Woman has a love interest and other Joss Whedon jokes. A lot of Zack Snyder's original footage was completely cut out. Okay. Joss Whedon changed Zack Snyder's proof. mythology story and tone, and it lists it all here, dude. Yeah, we prove. But what makes you think? But that what makes you think that any of that footage or material would have made this movie better? Maybe that had the because character was so the, bad. The maybe they is. cut it out. Maybe they cut it out because it sucked. You ever talk about that? Because we've all, we've all, we've all had the same complaint. We've all had the same complaint that Henry Cavill sucked at Superman. So if they cut out shit with Henry Cavill, maybe that's a good thing, because it probably sucked. No, because that beautiful... Yeah? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was really neat looking shots in the trailer for like Rogue like that One that didn't actually show up in the film. And but you know what? I didn't even notice when I watched the damn movie because it was wonderful. And then when I watched the trailer later, I was like, "Hey, man, that shot of her in that outfit—that was next uh-huh. one Rogue One." And because you know what? Things get fucking put in dailies and made into trailers that never were meant to be in the film. It's just because that was some of the shit that was shot first and looked nice in the story. All films That's do it. it. I mean, it happens all the damn time. Now, obviously, this one was a little bit more extreme because there's a lot of stuff uh, that showed up in the trailers that did not show up in the movie. And even I noticed that, like, damn, they cut this, they cut that. Uh, there were certain jokes that they did in the trailers that they didn't do in, in, the, in the film. But at the same time, you know, when you're running for a short cut, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're mandated by the studio, again, mandated by the studio, 
to make the movie at a certain length, and you have to cut the movie down, you're going to have to cut some of these you know, scenes out. Well, you, know, you just the pointed out that, all, that all, almost all the Superman scenes in the movie were, were bad. And why were they bad? Because none of the original Superman scenes nope, that were filmed because were Henry new. Cavill was in the scene, no, and dude, that guy can't act as bad as a And it was directed by Zack Snyder. And he was directed by Zack Snyder. That was all crap. That was all done by Joss Whedon, that mustache shit. Dude, that's what it is. Let me yeah, see but that, the that wasn't his fault. Though. That was a, that was a contractual, you know, issue with uh, Mission Impossible. It had yeah. nothing to do with Whedon. You know, unfortunately, he had the, you know those cards to be dealt with. But every movie goes through reshoots. Every movie has you know to have the cast come back after a few months. Unfortunately, Mission Impossible had Henry Cavill grow his eighties gay-looking mustache. You know, you know, like the uh, kind that uh, Don Mattingly had in the eighties. That kind of mustache, and yeah. you know they, they had to CGI the crap out of this thing. Which, by the way, that was completely distracting in the very beginning sequence when you see him talking to the little kid, and that his face is like morphing and moving around and stuff, and like it looks just odd and weird. So that that kind of threw me off it a looks little like bit. He's about to have but here's, a but here's the thing. But here's the thing. In all honesty, Superman should have been cut out of this movie completely. There should have been no mention of Superman. Other than the fact that, yeah, other than the fact that, hey, you know, he died and we're, we're going to try to you know, survive this incoming nightmare in his honor and defend the world like he would have defended the world and left him dead for this movie. And they should have brought him back in Men of Steel 2. That's what they should have done. Including anything, including anything about bringing him back to life the way they did was stupid. The grave robbing scene was stupid. Yeah. All, uh, that, was all that was dumb. That, that was all dumb. I will agree with that. That was just stupid shit that they added in there. Um, because they wanted to bring Superman back for whatever stupid reason. They should have just left it as is. No Superman in this movie. I would have been fine with that. I would have, it would have actually been better because you could use that time to develop other characters. Right? Which this movie desperately needs. You don't, that's first what happens you, when you cut an almost three hour movie down to two hours. That's what you get. But you again, that is Warner Brothers DC mandated issues. It has nothing to do with Marvel or with Joss Whedon. That is a studio uh, mandated I, you know issue. I would agree Why they did that, you know, here, and here's a reason, here's exact, all this stuff. Here, here's the reason, hold on. They have here's a the credit on the script, too. No, Joss Whedon is just as responsible as anyone Hold on, here, 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 no, but here's your here's reason why that is mandated by the studios, like, when, when it's a project this big. The reason they will cut a movie down to about two hours or an hour and 40 minutes, whatever this is, 150 minutes, the reason the studio would do something like that is because they know the movie sucks and they want to get as much repeat viewing available as possible in theaters so they can have as many hours, in, you know, have the movie available to be watched in theaters as possible so they can recoup some of the money because they know they're going to lose money on this turkey. And Especially that's since the Marvel happen. films keep getting longer and longer. Like, your yeah. your your logic is flawed because as Marvel get, keeps getting hits, hits and hits, like, the length of their films keep going up and up. I think Infinity was supposed to be three and a half hours long, right? right? but it's happening because of the fact those movies I are hits. It, it, that, that actually goes perfectly with my logic there, uh, Alpha, because that you know that proves it. That the bigger the movie is, the more popular it is. The longer they can make it, because they know that hey, it doesn't matter if it's if it's not as many running, you know, it's not running in as many theaters or, or as many hours during the day as a shorter film. We're gonna make that money anyway because it's, it's gonna have legs. People are gonna go to watch. They're gonna go. They're gonna want to see this because it's a, it's a good product. Now, when you're talking about something like Justice League, they know it's a dead turkey. They know this movie's gonna suck. They seen the dailies, they see the early cut, they probably had to fire Zack Snyder or, or, you know, boot him off the project and let Joss Whedon come in and try to save what maybe was 
potentially an unsavable ship. And he did the best he probably could with what he had. So, you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, is the reason they mandated the cut of the movie to be a lot shorter is because they're trying to get it in there as many times as possible to sell as many tickets as possible the first couple of weeks so they can recoup some of their losses. Because this movie... A Justice League movie is going to make less than Thor 3, and that should make Warner Brothers ashamed of themselves. Because you have you have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg in a movie together, and you're not going to be able to beat Thor 3. Well, that and is another, another thing is, um, I've also heard more positive praise about a Deadpool trailer that doesn't even show anything from the film right. than there is yeah. for an actual Justice fucking League movie. Deadpool, who is like the king of the B-lists, is an... He had a goofy trailer that doesn't even show a whole minute of the film in it, and more people are going gaga about that than they are for Buster's League. It's 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 tragic. It's sad. It really should be shouldn't be a thing in this society because Justice League should just be a hit in a story, no matter who. We all said it. We all said it. You know what? They these should be billion dollar films, guys. This should be billion dollar movies. I don't care what propaganda piece you're gonna read to me, man. It says from all from all the examples, it's unavoidably clear that Zack Snyder's vision was changed, and that Joss Whedon's reshoots weren't a couple of weeks of tweets or ma- made difficult. Anybody by who saw his movies the movie, would the see movie why was his fundamentally movie was changed. The movie was fundamentally changed with the basic beats of the original story. Because he made two flops in a row. Why would they want to jokes? And Superman completely redone. We don't know what the original Justice League was like, but we can say one thing with certainty: it's not even close to what's currently playing in theaters. Yeah, I'll tell you this much though: they got Superman more right here in the limited but time he was just on screen. Complaining about Superman a little while ago. How no, we're complaining about. But let me finish. But hold on. But let me finish my statement before you jump on what I'm saying. You shut up for a second. Let me finish. They got Superman more right here in some of the sequences because of the fact that now he's actually rescuing people, which people were complaining about. He actually does that in the movie. So that's one thing they actually got right that is Superman-like. I can see that being a Joss Whedon mandated change because, again, Zack Snyder tends to direct Superman very dark and un-Superman-like, which is something that we've all complained about. So if there's some changes, who is not to say that they're not changes for the right Changes the changes that made it better, even though the movie sucked, it would have sucked a lot worse with the other footage. You see what I'm saying? They got it as best as they possibly could, given what with what he had to work with. Now the movie is a good movie, no, but it's probably better than what it could have been. It could have been a lot worse. But it's probably better than what it could have been. Well, I mean, like, if you've seen, like, Ban of Steel and BBS, you can Sorry see Sorry to tell you, shut up, by the way, there, but I, 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 I had to get that in there. What? what? Uh, well, if, you, if you've seen Man of Steel and BBS, you can see why they'd fundamentally want to scrap a third entry into that. They are the biggest turds of the um, entire genre, aside from maybe, like, Spawn and Elektra. There is a good reason why... Um, Zack Snyder's vision of the third film wasn't fully realized because it probably was going to be dog shit like the his last two incarnations of his so-called vision, which is. I was kind of hoping this whole conversation tonight would be would have been a little bit more civil uh, than it's been because it's been a yelling match and it should never be like that, guys. Uh, but apparently, this is a heated conversation. Apparently, Superman and Batman and Justice League really gets under the skin of of somebody on this table. Who, me? No, not you. Not you. Not no. me or you. Somebody else. 
I don't really care. We just have different opinions. That's but, all. But here's, here's the thing. Hold on. To finish that, here's the thing. I'm sorry I said shut up earlier because that was completely fundamentally wrong. I, mean, I shouldn't have said shut up. I should have said silence. I should not tolerate your insolence, but I said shut up, and that's not cool. <laughs> that's but, fine, dude. Whatever. But, but here's the thing. The reason, the reason I, I, I even went there is because, again, and I'm going to reiterate this one more time, guys. Were changes done? Yes. Were changes mandated by the studio? Yes. Is that any fault of Marvel or, or Joss Whedon? No. These changes were mandated by the studio. Now, here's the and thing. In the Russians. But here's the thing. Who is not to say that the studio did not go in and see, and saw, well, you know, cause, you know, there's a studio that does this. Kathleen Kennedy was just, you know, on board and firing a couple of directors three weeks with, you know, shooting left on the solo movie because of the same kind of issue. So who's not to say that the studio didn't go in, saw what Zack Snyder was cutting together and said, man, this is fucking terrible. This is, this is no good. The Superman is again boring, dry, he's, you know, he's emo and he's dark and depressing. This is not the Superman we want. And the Superman that the, stu- the, the, the critics and the fans have been clamoring for. Because the one thing everybody's been bitching about for the last the five years is like... They're gonna trash it regardless of what... Reg- oh yeah, but that's... that's well, here's, here's, here's your thing. They're paid dude. by Marvel. Yeah, we know but here, that, if, we know Of course, that. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we know really? the conspiracy. But here's the thing. Regardless, regardless, the fans have, you know, said it out loud that this is doesn't feel like Superman. So you make another movie now with the Superman that again doesn't feel like Superman. So what you do is you go and you reshoot some stuff that makes it feel a little bit more like Superman. He's saving some people. He's doing some stuff. Even in the one sequence where he's back and he's alive at the end, you see him like he says, oh, civilians. And he takes off to, to help some civilians. That's a Superman move. I actually said, well, that was actually kind of cool. That he actually did something to help people. You didn't see that in the last couple of movies. You know, and that's something that they added in there because fans were bitching about it. But here's the thing. That was added by Weed and by, by the mandated stuff of the studio. That actually worked with the context of the movie. But Superman in general in this movie just does not work because it feels exactly. out of place. And it feels out of place because the storyline makes no sense. And the whole re- bringing him back to life, the way they brought him back to life made no sense. Exactly. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a full Joss Whedon thing or yep. that's a studio thing. I don't know who's to blame for that, but I'm not going to blame Marvel Studios for that, because there's nobody there's nobody sitting in Marvel saying, sending tweets over to, like, Joss Whedon saying, hey, Joss, uh, we need you to sabotage this project, bro. Like, nobody was sitting there saying that. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yep, now, that's if, 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 well, if Joss Whedon... To. Their movies are hits after hits. You know, so they don't. They need to sabotage That makes no sense. DC. Now, I agree with Zion, and, and, I, and me and Zion, it's funny, because we're arguing, but we all say we're both saying the movie sucked. We're not arguing, we're not arguing because one of us likes the movie. We both didn't like the movie. The, the thing we're arguing about is who is to blame for the movie sucking. <laughs> I say, I say this is a Warner Brothers DC property and they're the ones to blame. Zack Snyder is a director. He shot the original footage. He is to blame for the movie well, being emo and boring. I don't know. What Josh Wayne did was he went in. Shot. I don't know if you can even blame Zack Snyder because look at the, I mean. Yeah, he's, not, he's just made hit after hit himself and yeah. he is pretty unimpeachable <laughs> at this point, Jackal, so I think Zod has a point here. There is no way that anybody could ever confuse Zack Snyder's movies with being garbage. You know what I'm ever. saying? Yeah. <laughs> Look, who's who, who's who's responsible for the bad casting in this movie? Let's be honest. This right off the bat, Zack Snyder, right? He's one of the cast. Marvel, right. the Russians, <laughs> right? I mean, first of all, you have you well, have a, hold on, you have a guy, hold on, you have a guy in Russia. 
there were some seeds in Russia. You want to go there, dude? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have an Aquaman who looks like Steppenwolf or Lobo in the comics, right? And, and he's playing Aquaman. Completely miscast. You have Steppenwolf who doesn't look like Steppenwolf much, uh, other than some iterations of the, uh, the newer comics, but still, you, you could have used a human in there and made him even more badass instead of having a CGI character, which is kind of takes away from the realism or reality of the, of a, of a alien well, apparently, situation. Apparently, Steppenwolf was supposed to be more practical effects, but Joss Whedon didn't like that. Wanted to right. the CGI. Yeah, of course, it's all his fault. And, that, and that Rod Tomatoes, Kevin, too. They, they they got paid by Marvel to do it. That was a Kevin Feige mandated uh, change. They probably did <laughs> at this point. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, put I'm it past sure. Marvel. I mean, they sent, their, they sent their Avengers director over to ruin Justice League. So, yeah, it makes sense to me. He's not, he's not employed by Marvel. He's not doing Avengers anymore. He's you know, done with, it with Marvel. If it wasn't for Joss Whedon... Marvel wouldn't be their cinematic unit universe wouldn't be what it is today. No, they, actually, they no, that, 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 no, that, no, 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 no. That goes to John Favreau in the story. John Favreau yeah. is the father and the godfather of Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah, that's why I say Josh Whedon didn't do shit. It, it'd be like bringing in John Favreau to direct. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, agree, I gotta agree. And then everybody yeah, I, complains because it's a bad movie. Yeah, well, I gotta agree with Johnny on that. John Favreau really is the the, the godfather of the of the MCU right now. And, and if it wasn't for his Iron Man, you you would not have that tone throughout the entire MCU. So, and insane. all Josh Whedon did was play with the shit that fucking John right. Favreau, um, Kenneth Branagh, and what's the guy, the Jurassic Park guy that did um the first um, uh, Captain America? Like those guys set the tone. John Favreau mm-hmm. more than the rest, but uh, yep. Joss Whedon just played with what they created for him. And yeah, he kind of took some credit, but um, anybody that knows anything actually knows who actually made the Marvel Universe, and it wasn't that ginger, sexist, vampire-hunting fruitcake end of story. He belongs at DC yeah, anyways. I'm happy he's there. Joe Schumacher's involved in this thing? He probably will you know, be. You know, it's funny, because <laughs> you mentioned jo- Joe Schumacher, you know, after... I watched Justice League. The next morning, I had to watch Batman and Robin because I oh, seen a, <laughs> I seen a poster that somebody did where they took the Justice League and they did it did the style the poster and the style of the Batman and Robin and I was like, son of a bitch, that actually looks like it could be an advertisement that they would use for this film. So I went back and I watched I watched uh, Batman and Robin and I thought, you know. For a movie that was made in the you know mid nineties, this really oh, wasn't boy. all that bad of a film. Okay, I mean, oh my god. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna god. put it like this. Zod is higher about, than I am tonight. Wow. What what drugs are you <laughs> using tonight, and, uh, my friend? And I'm not saying okay, and I'm not saying that it was a good film by any means. No, 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 no. But no, no, when you no. look at but no, when you no, look no. at Zod, what Zod, they Zod, were Zod, trying no, to Zod. do, it's like Zod. Zod. I mean, no. if you took Joel Schumacher and put him in the director's Zod. Same face, bro. Would he have done any worse here than Josh? Same face, bro. Say, no, bro. I don't know, dude. You, I don't know. You still, got a, you still got a chance to say face, bro. No, this don't ever say that again. Bro. works alone. <laughs> no, no, no. Never say that again. Live radio or, or in person or anywhere. Don't ever use the words that Batman you know, and Robin were. Not, wasn't that bad. Never say that. You no, know even just thinking that out loud makes me want to vomit. Oh, God. No. No, 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 no. 
Guys, we put a whole new little on this show. That, that would have been like me going like, dude, the Electrum movie was better than Daredevil Season 2. You know what I mean? Like, I would just need to wow. go and no, find something really hard to jump on. And I, I need to, ble- I need to bleach bit my brain after, like, fucking hearing that shit. Holy crap. Spawn was better than the Nolan movies. Yeah, man, I'm gonna go take a pin in my eye. The right director's now. cut. The director's cut of Spawn is actually pretty good, dude. <laughs> was it better than the Nolan movies? Well, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, that's pushing. That's pushing it. But I never said Batman and Robin was better than anything. I just said maybe it isn't all that bad of a movie. I mean, they act. They... Uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah! Is down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell. UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Del Shaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman, and I am, in fact, a talk show host. But the Spud Goodman Show is more than just a talk show. Spud and his temporary co-host, Gerald. It's temporary permanent co-host. Super. Interview celebrities, welcome live musical guests, present fascinating feature segments, and take calls from an assortment of unique callers. Should I laugh now? And you can catch the Spud Goodman Show Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio. 
That is messed up, yo. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. ten seconds of uh, no. What are you? That was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't Mac Maloney's Military X Files Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the Public Streaming Radio Network. Everybody, welcome back to the Roundtable Show right here live on PSNRadio.com. That's radio in Spanish for you uh, knuckleheads out there who don't know the language. Welcome back. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. If you want to call in and join on the fun, please do so. But keep it civilized. We're going to move on now from Justice League, which really caused nothing more than a headache. And, a, and at the end of the day, we're arguing over potatoes and potatoes because we both did not like the movie. We just, we're just we trying to figure out why did it suck so bad and who was to blame. And uh, maybe one day we'll have an answer. Uh, hopefully we'll have an answer. But moving on, new Star Wars footage, The Last Jedi covers and photos are on the Internet. Uh, if you make your way over to SuperheroHype.com, you can check out some of this imagery. And uh, let's see, it says here, uh, EW has debuted four new Star Wars, The Last Jedi covers and photos, which you can view on gallery in the gallery below. Like I said, the four Last Jedi covers pose some interesting questions, such as, could Rey fall to the dark side? And will Luke and Leia reunite? As we all know, Carrie Fisher passed away at the end of production on this movie, and uh, we we don't know that answer. Did she get to reunite with Luke? That's one of the things we're going to figure out and see in this film, hopefully. And that says, in Star Wars The Last Jedi, the Skywalker saga continues as the heroes of the Force awakens, joins the galactic legends in an epic adventure that unlocks eight and age-old question, uh, age-old questions and mysteries of the Force, I should say and shocking revelations of the past. The film stars Mark Hamill, then the late Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Andy Serkis, Domhnall Gleeson, Anthony Daniels, and Gwendolyn Christie, a lot of people, Kelly Marie Tran, Laura Dern, and of course my favorite, Benicio Del Toro, is in this. The Last Jedi was written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who is who was recently reported uh, will be also developing a new Star Wars trilogy, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the sequel, of course, is produced by Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, she's an uh, executive uh, producer uh, on this uh, with J.J. Abrams, who directed the first one and is directing the next one. Guys, what do you think of the images here? Uh, did you uh, see them yet? Uh, did you see the Luke image in the Millennium Falcon? 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd. I, I, I'm dying to see this movie. I cannot wait to see this. But, you know, I haven't seen a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. I stayed away from it. Other than the trailers, and, and even that kind of like, I'm like, why did I see the trailers? I wanted to even stay away from that. But the images look really, really cool. What do you guys think, Zod? Well, I think that Ray is going to turn to the dark side. I've been saying that for a while now. I, I just think that that's going to happen. That would actually make sense because she's entirely too powerful. These images are really nice. Uh, Luke and the Millennium Falcon is really nostalgic, and yeah, I, and I like you have been staying away from most of the Last Jedi stuff because I just want to go into completely fresh. I mean, I've seen the trailers, but I've kind of watched the trailers loosely and haven't really been paying too much attention to details or anything like that because I want to be as surprised as I possibly can for the And the trailers are kind of like deceiving, I think, because there's some scenes yeah. in the trailers where you're looking at them and you're like, is Ray talking to Luke? Is she talking to Kylo Ren? It's a little bit deceiving, especially they're the vibe. They're, they're vague, they're like cut. the way, like the Force Awakens trailers. That Force Awakens trailers really didn't give away anything either. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpha, what do you think? Uh, this is actually like some of the first stuff I've seen for the movie. I, I only just looked at it now because of the show. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty rad. Um, not really like committing any of it to memory because I'm like you guys. I haven't watched the trailers or anything. Like I really don't want to know shit about this film because I, I just I I want to I want to have fun. I know a lot of people are oh they just do the same thing as the old movies, but you know what? Even if that's true, it's still better than most of the shit that Hollywood's pooping out at the moment. So exactly. I'm going to have fun with it. I like the red guys. The red guys, I got an actual action figure of them. I don't know what they are supposed to be, but they're the just... Royal Guard, you mean? Yeah, the, they're just yeah. fucking super yep. dope looking, man. Like, Well, they were the Emperor's Royal Guards when the Emperor was around. Now we have the Supreme Leader Snoke. So they're the Supreme well, they're, Leader. They're his, well, yeah, and... They, and and they got ratter outfits. They're like more stormtrooper looking. Then the old yeah. ones kind of look like a mix between like the Joker red hood mixed with like a monk or something. These guys look like oh man, they look badass. They look like something out of like a Kurt Weimer movie or something. I could who? Kurt Weimer. He made um, Equilibrium. Oh, and, oh wow, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know how like his villains look like, like gas masks and like the crazy armor and shit on. Yeah, they look like something like out of one of his flicks. Now, what do you guys think of uh, Laura Dern in uh, with the purple hair? The I screen? love her. Uh, she's been in all of the David Lynch movies I've loved over the years. Um, I'm out of like the older blonde ladies like that. I actually find her the most attractive. I think it has a lot to do with all the David Lynch movies. But her being in Star Trek is wonderful news, especially after um, Star Wars. Hey, 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 Star Wars, my friend. Star Wars. What did I say? You said the Trek. Don't ever okay. make that mistake here again. Well, with this new Battlestar Galactica <laughs> movie, I'm really excited to see her in it because Stargate's very important to hey, me. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> what are we talking about, Captain? Hey, 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 hey. Dark Matter? What, what, what space yes. show are we? <laughs> uh, okay. We're, um, the, yeah. we're not talking about the Fringe, the TV show. That's right. It was a great oh. show. No, they need to. They need to bring that back. They should do a movie for that. I'd I'd watch the shit out. Walter Bishop needs to make a comeback. I, I agree. I will say this much: the imagery of Luke inside the Millennium Falcon brings you know chills to to my to my skin. Like it, literally, like I, I got chills just you know seeing that image. Uh, I saw 
I saw an actual like f- piece of the footage of him walking into it, and it, it was like it got the same kind of like feels as the guy where I saw Harrison Ford and Chewbacca walk in as Chewie and Han uh, for Force Awakens. I got you know those feels, man. Like oh my god, he's back in the Millennium Falcon. To me, it was a, a, a nostalgic moment. I wish I would not have seen it in the images because I wish I would have seen it in theaters originally, and that's it. You know, see it for the theater experience. But um, you know, it worked. Uh, it you know, it got me feeling like you know all nostalgic and, and wanting to see this movie even more. So it did what it had to do. But I mean, I was gonna, I was, I'm seeing this movie regardless, so it doesn't really matter. You can't, you can't get me any more than you got me already, Disney. So you got me. Especially with how money. good the lot, especially with how good the last two have been. I mean, at least yeah, entertaining. No uh, people can argue that oh, and I don't, I don't care. I, I, I think that if you can just go and have a blast watching something then what else do you need man i mean not everything needs to be mind-blowing cutting-edge art you know some shit by the way to be fun but that was that luke image in uh in the millennium falcon that's my new wallpaper for the next month and a half love that image but you know what i, I agree with uh Zide, by the way i think that uh ray will eventually go to the dark side in this thing i, I have that that Sticking suspicion that she will go to the dark side. That's part of what you know. Why Luke probably was the one who left her on Jakku um, because of the fact that he thought that you know if she became as aware and as powerful as he thought she could be, that she would turn to the dark side. Because I think that's we're going to find out that probably probably this is something that happens to most Jedi's. They have that kind of power. They turn to the dark side because they want more power. And the way to achieve, you know, this kind of power, you have to turn to the dark side. And that's part of the reason, I think, why he says the Jedi's got to end because the more Jedi's, you know, we train, the more potential we have to have them turn evil like this because it happens over and over again. Do you think there's any um, chance we might see Rey and Kylo um, have a pod race? That'd be awesome. Probably not a pod race. Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting, though. Um, but no, probably not a pod race. But I think there might be some kind of a love interest eventually between the two well, of them. Luke, well, well, Luke, honestly, and and you know, going back and watch, rewatching Force Awakens for that brief moment that Luke is in the movie, he doesn't really look all that happy to see Ray either. So, right. I mean, I'm going to have to subscribe to your theory on that, Jackal, because for real, he does not look happy. And, you know, the fact that she's here, it's kind of like him saying, oh, shit, now what am I going to do? Like, right. I think a, now, when, we got a, when, now we got another one. Luke really knows about his dad, I mean, he, he, really, he really knows that. Now, we remember, we've had 30 years since Return of the Jedi 2 with The Force Awakens. 30 years passed. In that time period, he tried to bring back the Jedis. It failed. Why? Because one of his students, they got really powerful with the Force, turned on him. So he already seen that happen now twice with his dad and Kylo Ren, if he was that second person, right, or whoever it was that killed all the Jedis. So now he's already seen that twice happen. I now have he's a theory seen about th- Kylo Ren, though. I think Kylo Ren is going to be a good guy. Isn't? Yeah, he. I don't think he is actually... On the on the side of the dark side, I think he is essentially. I think he's working for the good side, trying to infiltrate the dark side. I That's really why do. he gets I, so I pissy and trashy stuff, right? Because he just sometimes gets too. It just gets no. too much to him. 
Yeah, I don't think he's pure evil. I really don't. I think there's more to that, more to him killing his father, too, than we know. I think the whole death of Han Solo, for all we know, may have been something that was that had to happen, that was just, I, I don't know, I just get this feeling like Kylo is going to be on the side of light by the end of it all, too. So no, I, I I'm know. actually, I'm actually kind of in agreement with you. Yes and no, in fifty-fifty on 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 this, uh, because I do think that there is good in him, but I don't think he did it because he wanted to infiltrate the uh, the bad guys. I think he wanted to be like his grandfather so badly, and he wanted to have that same kind of power as a Jedi. And he, he's looking at it from a certain point of view. From his point of view, he's not the bad guy. From his exactly. point of view. Luke might be the bad guy, so we might see this as a, a turning point where he tells Ray, "Hey, listen, I'm really not the bad guy here. Luke is the bad guy because he's looking at it from a different point of view." So he might be thinking that he had to kill his father because his father, who is a smuggler, he is a, a guy who breaks the law, right? He is a, a bounty hunter. You know, he's, he's not a, exactly a good guy. But the dialogue uh, between him and his father, it was as though, remember when he asked, when he asked Han Solo, if, you know, when he was talking about how conflicting he was and that he wanted, he wanted, he wanted Han Solo to help him. The best right. way that Han Solo helped him was allowing Kylo Ren to kill him. That was no, the best see, that's thing. No, that's not what, that's not what, that's not what Han Solo was doing. He killed himself. Yeah, no, that's 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 that, a, but that's not what he was doing. He was trying to take away the lightsaber from him because he was trying to avoid that entire scenario. He was trying to avoid his son having to make that choice. So he, in, in essence, he's taking away the murder weapon, which he was going to use. And little did he, and look at the face that he puts when he gets the lightsaber stuck to him. That's not a, a look in his face like saying, oh, I expected that. That's a, a damn, you actually you actually ignited your lightsaber look. Right, that's, like a, that's, a, look of heart, that's a look of heartbreak. That's a look right. of, of that's not a look of like That's not a look of like you did what you, what you had to do. You know, like that's not that look. So you can't give me that, that he's planned this out because, you know, this is what happened to happen now you know the kid was conflicted he wants to be in the dark side he wants to be like his grandfather he wants to go to the dark side he probably doesn't know the entire story of anakin and doesn't understand why anakin went to the dark side he just knows who vader was what their mission was he's had snoke infiltrate his mind and, and mess with his mind so he believes a certain scenario of who dark vader was and who anakin skywalker was and in his mind the only way he can achieve that power is by killing his father by killing you know the good guys and and in his mind, that makes him a good guy because now he's going to take away all these people that are you know causing problems in the galaxy and thus bringing balance to the force and bringing peace to the galaxy. Which in his mind is he's fulfilling his grandfather's prophecy. He's finishing what he started. He is bringing peace to the galaxy. In his mind, that's a good guy thing. So his, his to him to me, it's like he's warped his you know his his reality with what what is good and what is bad. And Snoke is to blame for that. And Luke, uh, I think, just got caught in a crossfire because Luke was training the Jedi's, and here is Snoke infiltrating this young kid's mind, warping him, and he turned him against Luke. And now he sees Luke as a bad guy, when Luke was a good guy. But so Luke, when he's telling Ray, I've only seen this once before, and it didn't scare me then, but it scares me now because Ray is as strong as Kylo Ren was becoming at a, at a young age, and he sees that strength, and he's only seen that before once with Anakin. And how strong he was. And then he started on Kylo. Now he's seen it on her. And he wants something to do with this. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm out, man. The Jedi is the end because this is going to keep happening. And, you know, we can't keep having this. It's, it's, it's screwing up the galaxy. Because you get so powerful, you turn. 
And it just keeps happening over and over again. And I'm sure in Luke himself, he's fought the dark side. And he's felt like turning to the dark side. And we know that because we saw that in the cave on Empire Strikes Back when he comes out of the cave and he's fighting himself, basically, in the Darth Vader suit. That's well, him being my, part of the sim going to my, the dark side. One of my favorite Dark Horse comics, actually one of the first ones they ever did, Dark Empire, dark Empire actually yeah. really went into that story arc of Luke actually almost flipping because the, the power of the dark side was right. so tempting. Right. And it was and wonderful. He, he, joined, so to, he joined so that he could conquer the Emperor. It was a brilliant story. And yep, to, to me, that's what they're doing here. I think that Luke is, you know, t- in the trailer, when he says the Jedi's need to end, he's saying that because all the Jedi's ever do is they get so powerful they turn to the dark side anyway. So you know what? We need to end the Jedi's and have something completely different because that's not working. So thus he goes to exile, he goes into the fight, into probably, and, and this has already been rumored, so it's probably not really a spoiler, but he goes to where the adrenal, the journal of the wills is, which tells the prophecy of the one, the chosen one, how the force works. It really goes into study the ways of the force. And I think what we're gonna end up getting here is we're gonna end up getting more of the, uh, gray Jedi, or the Bendu, which was talked about in Rebels. And we were gonna get more of like, the, the, these Jedis, instead of being good or bad, they need to like, try to like sway themselves to be more of a Bendu, more of a Grey Jedi, so they don't turn all the way evil. Yeah, Grey would be good because then at least you have you have that balance, which is not something right. that you know to say because always because it's always bad to say you're either one extreme or the other. So to be, to have that balance, yeah, I think Luke will be the first Grey Jedi we've seen. It'd be it'll be pretty awesome if that's the case. Hey, are, you, are you, you guys reading any of the comics by any chance? Are you, you guys, either you guys friends of Doctor Ephora? Like, I'm actually really hoping they make a film for her. That that would be hilarious. She's like one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. I'd love to see her come to live action. And you guys, you guys check out any of the Marvel um, Star Wars stuff I've, at all? I've bought a bunch of the books. I haven't really uh, gone through them yet, uh, mostly because of timing. But I've actually I've purchased a bunch of the Star Wars comics and uh, digital. I got a bunch of them and. And uh, in hard copies too, I got a bunch of them. So the Poe Dameron's so awesome. That's that that one. Yeah. Aside from Doctor of Four, is my favorite man. Like, how's the how's the regular um, monthly Star Wars issues? Um, I only read like the first couple story arcs. Um, it's decent. Um, I liked. I liked what Dark Horse was doing before Marvel got him with Brian yeah. Wood better, Dark, but Dark Horse was doing a great. But job um, a lot of the other stuff, like the the side books that people like Karen Gillian and um Jeff Lemire were writing, that they're they're pretty good, man. I really like stuff like Poe Dameron and like the Lando comic. I mean, I read the, the Darth Vader one, a few of the Darth Vader issues, and then those were pretty good too. Oh yeah, no, like I, I love that book too because that's where Doctor Afora comes from. Like she actually like screws Vader. Oh, yeah, she, she's a great character, man. Like I really really hope that um. Like, um, Disney gets their shit together and kind of starts bringing some of these comic book characters over because some of them, some of them would make amazing film characters, in my opinion. And what? um, like, like you were talking about Dewey, that's making this one. He's actually been greenlit to make his own trilogy, which has nothing yeah. to do with the Skywalker legacy. It's going to be his own Star Wars. So I'm hoping maybe he'll do to- that. I was about to say, you, you might get that chance because, you know, not only is, 
you know, they're, they're, not only is this, this part of the, of the this Skywalker, Skywalker trilogy almost over, but not only is he going to get his own spinoff trilogy, but there's, there's going to be other spinoff movies that have nothing to do with the Skywalker's, uh, you know, saga. Absolutely. In between, maybe another trilogy down the road, maybe 10 years down the road. So you're going to have a lot of spinoff movies, you know, to fill in the gap, I guess. And you you might get that chance to see the, them come to life, uh, which would be awesome. I'd love aren't to we see getting that. Aren't we getting a live-action TV show? Too finally, finally, if they're going to do something, probably it'll be 2019, 2020 when we see it eventually come to Because Rebel, because Rebels is about to end. This is the last season, right? But you know why that's happening? The why officially it's Rebels go into Rogue One. It, it it matches up with Rogue One. That's what they right. Say. Well, not only that, but remember also the whole streaming issue with Disney and and Netflix coming to an end. Oh uh, yeah. Because there's there's that. Remember, Rebels is a Disney uh, Netflix. Joint venture kind of thing, so. Uh, and know, they're going to end it because that. of that, because um, they're keeping the Marvel shows running as long as they're profitable on Netflix. Yeah, but that's you know, Marvel. I mean, they're, I don't know why they're pulling it, but I mean, they they had some kind of agreement when they decided to like, actually let Netflix show all the Rebel stuff. Um, that once Disney decided to pull you know, and, and get their own streaming thing together, that's one of the first shows they went. I don't know why, but. They pulled it immediately. So yeah. you guys think they're yeah. gonna kill? You guys think they're gonna kill Ezra off finally? No, he's like. I think I think, I, I think Ezra's gonna pop up in one of these upcoming films. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. He might be Kylo Ren because they kind of look alike now that I think about no, it. They got that no. mouth. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Actually, you know, you might, know what? He be might kinda... be Del Toro. <laughs> it, well, it might cool. be, it might, you know, that might be, but you know what? Actually, it would it would fit chronologically, especially you know, considering his age. Um, it would be kind of neat if he actually turned out to be like the father of Poe Dameron or something like that. I think uh, so, that uh, I think that Kanan is the father of Poe Dameron. Kanan Jarrus? Yeah, Kanan and. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't he have Twilight, like half Twilight head though? Does, does yeah, Twilight? that doesn't work. Doesn't work too well for me. Like maybe Kanan like, like banged um Sabine and they had and that's I who mean, Poe is. If Ezra like banged, you know, banged Sabine, I could see that. You know, Ezra. Yeah, maybe. Sabine, why yeah, who knows? Maybe. Yep. So he could be like half Mandalorian, which is. And, uh, and so I thought they said that that chick in the in the Star Wars Battlefront two that that uh, Empire chick. In the new Star Wars game is is uh, is Ray's mother that the the emperor. The, well, do you, how many loot crates do you have to buy before you can play as her? Then I think that's about <laughs> all I know about the game. Is it's a complete ripoff that they make you pay actual yeah, money? I, I watched all the I watched a bunch of the cutscenes on YouTube. I'm not buying the game. <laughs> Forget that. Well, I mean, to be good at it, you have to pour like two hundred dollars into that's buying they the say, character. Yeah, yeah, well, they actually said that the total to give you everything in Battlefront would cost you $2,100. Yeah, I watched that. You watched the EPC show, too? Yeah, and those guys are funny. $2,100 to hell with that shit for a video game. Either that or you got to play, Um, I think you had to play it for almost like two years worth of hours to unlock all that stuff as, if you, if you want to do it like the normal way without actually paying out of pocket. So, right. yeah. The game is just a, a pyramid scheme. Like I, like I feel bad for Star Wars fans for the, at least on that front. Right. Well, it's a good thing I'm not much of a gamer these days. I was only interested in the <laughs> like the single player, the single player mode anyway. I really didn't care about the. Uh... 
They need to. They need to do a new Knights of the Old Republic. Make it like an Elder Scrolls game. That would be dope as hell. That's that's what they need to do. But you, but like you were just pointing out now, they would probably turn it into one of those types of things where you have to buy everything. So you never. Isn't it annoying though that you can't buy a video game anymore and just enjoy the video game? You always have to pay more money through it. Whatever happened to the I don't game? know. I just bought. Spend your seventy dollars. You get the game and you're good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I yep. 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 Wolfenstein. I put it. I played it. You don't got to buy loot crates or nothing. I mean, I don't play online that's though. I just play the campaign mode. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. I would never. I don't like that online thing either. You got to have because you got to subscribe to the online service to be able to play these games online. That costs you money, and then you have to spend money to get all this extra crap. When in reality, you already spent the money on the game. So why do you got to keep paying? I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, no, you you preach it to the choir, brother. I, I ain't interested in any of that online gaming. I like I like playing games the old fashioned way. Like if, right. if, if you're gonna come player. over, if you're gonna come over. We're gonna hang out and play Mario Kart, and we'll both be in the same room with the split screen. That mm. that's fun as hell for multiplayer, and that's about as far as I'll go. I ain't that's interested. right. That's what I'm talking about, exactly. guys. I'm so stuck on GoldenEye Nintendo 64. <laughs> Love that game. Pow, yeah. pow. Come on, that is the, the greatest funny. shooter game ever. Just as long as you don't play as um, Odd Job. The people who play as Odd Jobs are fucking cheaters, man. I Correct. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I agree. Now, um, moving on. Uh, we all agree on that, but uh, moving on. Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Johnny, any news from your end of the woods? Oh, yeah, man. Um, uh, James Franco is cast uh, um star and play multiple man, a.k.a. Jamie Madrox from X Factor in an upcoming um, Fox X-Men spinoff movie, which is actually very good casting. I, I am a huge X-Factor fan, and uh, Jamie Madrox is actually one of my favorite X-Men ever. And to tell you the truth, Franco is like almost perfect casting. I mean, he's got that kind of <laughs> swag, you know, yep. swap yep. dipshit, but you can also put on the drama too when like, when things get important and stuff. So I think that, oh, I can't wait to see this. Like I am super duper hyped as an X-Men fanboy to see um, Madrox actually get a fair shake, especially after the very poor version of him we got in X-Men 3, the last stand or whatever the hell that was, that awful now, was called. does it bother anybody else that he's going to play two different characters in two different Marvel universes that are not canon or MCU? No, because Josh Brolin's doing it. <laughs> Josh Brolin's Cable and um, Thanos, so... It's crazy, right? Because, I mean, of course, he was in Spider-Man. You know, he was, uh, you know, Harry Osborn. And now, Multiple Man. Well, it's like Chris Evans being Captain America, the Human Torch, the guy from The Losers, the guy from Push, Casey Jones. I mean, like between him and and then you got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's played like seven different comic book characters. Josh Brolin up fast. He, I think Josh Brolin. Um, let's see, he's been um, what was the Cowboy one that, that everybody uh, hates? Jonah, Jonah Hex. He's Thanos. Yeah. He's able. Um, He's in. He was in. Like, why, what couldn't they get? A, what couldn't they get? A Dave Franco or another Franco brother or somebody there? I don't, I don't know. Oh, because uh, James Franco, he'd probably be good as like Shatterstar or maybe like Longshot. Like they might actually get him to be in there because you know that James Franco doesn't go anywhere without his friends and his brothers. So I'm pretty sure that yeah, down the road we're going to get. See, like an, yeah, but that's what. That's what scares me because at some point we're going to get like Seth Rogen as Wolverine and that I don't want to see that oh, shit. No, we're, like, it's probably going to be like Danny <laughs> McBride's going to be Puck and like uh, Seth Rogen's probably going to be somebody like um, Wolverine. Say, not Wolverine. Yep. He's going to be like Strong Guy or some some goofy smaller character. 
Like that that'd be cool if they, he brings all his his little miscreant retard friends over and they all get to play B list unknown X Men characters. Like I'd be fine with that to tell you the truth. It'd actually be pretty funny. The thing about Seth Rogen as Professor Xavier. <laughs> I can't do the Seth Rogen laugh, man, my bad. Huh? I tried to do the Adam, Seth Rogen laugh. No so bad. I know. <laughs> That'll be so bad. But look, going back to the uh, these photos here of the uh, of Star Wars, uh, you know some of the images released. If you look at the entertainment cover, the Entertainment Weekly. It's interesting because you have uh, Ray and Kylo Ren in one of the covers together. Then you have Luke and Leia on another cover together. Then you have Poe and uh, Poe Dameron and Laura Dern's character together in another cover. You have Finn and uh, the uh, Asian girl Rose in another cover. So it was BB-8. So it, it, you know, like they're pairing these, you know, up together. Uh, which why would they pair Kylo Ren and, and Ray together? Well, because they had a connection. Like this, that one scene. Um, but they're related. The, you know, they're cousins. no, it's not that they're related. They're There's cousins. actually they're related in some way. I, I don't know. Their face, their facial features, and these and uh, this cover itself look very similar. So I, I can see where there could be relations here. Like. I could see that. But hey, but incest isn't anything new in Star Wars. So. I was going to say that, but hey, you know, Luke did kiss his sister. You know what I'm just saying? So in anime style, incest is wincest in the Star probably, Wars world. He probably, yep. he probably banged his sister, too. We just don't know. Cause... Yeah, just wasn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> Joss Whedon cut it from the film, goddammit. <laughs> For real, yes. Now you understand, Johnny. You see? Well, I was looking at those pictures that you posted, and I was just, like, looking at Josh Whedon's head, and, like, I really think that he was um, biologically engineered from a human thumb. Like, his he- his head looks like a <laughs> off of I swear to God, if you look at the back of his head, I bet you there's a huge thumbnail that's just, like, there, because and he looks like a human thumb. It's it's almost scary looking when I was looking at he the should remake. He should remake Thumb Wars next. That's what he should <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then let, let him let him do all. They'll have another director, and then we'll just let him do all the reshoots. Yeah, he'll come in and steal it. <laughs> whoever the YouTuber was that did Thumb Wars. Oh god! Actually, that was a really funny movie, Thumb Wars. Yes, it was. I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Steve Odenkirk is hysterical. He actually directed um, Kung Pao: Enter the Fist, which is. To yeah. me, one of the funniest, you know, most underrated comedies in the last, like, 15, 20 years. I, I love that movie. Like, it's funny because I can put that movie on with, you know, people who have never seen or heard of it, and instantly they're cracking up. Like, well, my not, a, not a scene about, goes by they don't laugh. Well, the, my favorite thing about it is um, he totally legitimized one of my favorite filmmakers, who is Godfrey Ho, who is this yeah. guy who um, he basically bought all these rights to these unfinished um Chinese and Japanese movies, and then he would hire these um, white actors, and he would like film new scenes with them, and he'd cut them together and release them as these really bad B movies, like um, you know um, Ninja Terminator and Robo Vampire and um, Doctor Vampire. They're they're hysterically wonderful movies, but they are technically the same exact thing that Odenkirk did with Kung Pao. So I, it just the fact that he completely legitimized um, Godfrey Ho's body of work with his movie just um, really makes me a fan of his, to tell you the truth. Yep. Uh, guys, if you've never seen Kung Pao Enter the Fist, uh, do whatever you have to do to watch it. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely hysterical. I mean, I don't think I've, I've ever laughed as hard as I did in that movie when I saw it in theaters. And I saw it in theaters. And I, I tell you, I, I saw it. I was not high. I should have been. Um, I was not drunk. 
I could have been, but I wasn't. And that, still, I've never to this day have, have laughed as hard as I did that day when I saw Kung Pao. So, with that said, tonight's top ten list, boys and girl, girls, is our top ten favorite slapstick comedies. And we're going to get to that within a little bit here. And, uh, guys, I hope you're ready because it should be a doozy. Pow, pow, right? pow. Yeah. So, we, we hope, hopefully everybody's ready for that. Now, what other news do we have on the round ta- table there, Johnny? Um, well, shit. That's a I great piece of think- news. I didn't think we were actually going to do a show tonight, man, to tell you the truth. So I will, I will find some. Yeah, we've been kind of hit or miss on that, and sorry, guys, uh, you know, for being like that. But uh, here's uh, here's something that we can talk about for a second here. The poster debuted uh, for the uh, the new Incredibles 2 movie. Are, are oh, you guys They're finally hyped? doing it. Oh, Are you hyped at all for this? Are you kidding, man? Like, that is, that is the best Fantastic Four movie that they've ever made. Like, I love the Fantastic Watchmen. That's like, I haven't, like, <laughs> aside from A Big Hero 6, that is probably the only Disney movie I have liked in a long Oh, I, I liked um, Zootopia, too. But, yeah, I didn't know they were actually finally in production. They've been fucking promising us this movie for, what, 20 years? It so, feels like it's been 20 years, yeah. It feels like, I don't think it's actually been that long, but... It feels like it's been 20 years, but yeah, they're finally doing it. Uh, it says you may want to go and find your super suit for this one. Disney Pixar has revealed the first teaser trailer and poster for the long-awaited Incredibles 2. Check out the Incredibles 2 teaser trailer at the player over at uh, SuperheroHype.com. It says everybody's favorite family at Superhero Hype is back uh, in Incredibles 2, but this time Helen, voiced by Holly Hunter, is in the spotlight, leaving Bob, voiced by Craig T. Nelson, at home with Violet, voiced by Sarah Vowell, and Dash, voiced by Hack Milner, to uh, navigate the day-to-day heroics of a normal life, and it's tough to transition uh, for everyone, made tougher by the fact that the family is still unaware of baby Jack-Jack's emerging superpowers, which you would figure after, like, 20 years or 15 years or whatever, they would have figured this shit out, right? I just, yeah, I just hope that, like, (laughs) they they don't do... um... A Marvel thing, and like, yeah, the kids are still children at this point. It's like, can, I, I, I think that's, well, baby, baby Jack Jack. I think that's exactly what we're gonna get, baby Jack Jack. So I think we're gonna get. Oh. They're about the same age. Okay, it, it's yeah. not the worst news ever, but I was hoping we get a little bit older versions of the of the the kids at least. But whatever, I. I Everybody goes on and on about how wonderful the Toy Story sequels were, so I'm going to go ahead and just think that, that this is going to be a great sequel like those supposedly were. So, so yeah, Zad, what do you think? Buy or sell this, huh? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Just Wheat has nothing to do I, with it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love your attitude towards it, Zad. It says everything. Yeah. Were you Chewbacca in uh, this uh, this movie? Yeah, that's right. It's perfect. <laughs> Happy Life Day. Don't watch no Grace Jones porn there, Chewbacca's dad. Yeah, for real. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big, a huge fan of uh, The Incredibles, but I liked it. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a good movie. So, I, hey, I've been wanting a, a sequel to it for a long time. Maybe not 15 years, or whatever it is, but I, I, I never thought they were going to make it. At this point, I really just, I thought it was going to be one of those things where you wanted a sequel for a long time and it just never happened and it just, you know, stayed there. But again, being that it's a Pixar, you know, animation, um, you know, you can always make a sequel whenever. It doesn't matter. The age of the characters don't mean anything or the actors don't mean anything because they can age. It doesn't matter. As long as they can do the voice, you're good. 
So 20 years, 30 years could have passed by, and they're going to, you know, drop the sequel whenever. Um, so that's cool, and I'm glad they're at least doing it. So I'm happy for it. Um, I'll, I'll see it. I guess, uh, I, I mean, I'll see it in theaters if it, you know, that's yeah. how interested I am actually in watching it. So this will be something that I, I, I actually I, would go out to see. I wonder, I wonder what um, Alan Moore book they're going to try to mix with the Fantastic Four this time. That's going to be the interesting part. Like, are they going to do V for Vendetta? Are they going to do Top Ten? Well, Promethea? come on. Uh, that, that, think about this, Johnny. Think about it for a second, though. Now we've got Jeff Johns, who thinks he's the second coming of Alan Moore with his uh, Watchmen sequel. So so once that comes out, that Doomsday Clock comes out this week, pretty soon they'll be making a movie out of that because, you know, they're going to be desperate for a and, hit. And, and, it, you know and I mean? is that going to be... hear me talk about and is that going to be Marvel's fault also, or just Whedon? Well, well, if they, well, if Josh, yeah. well, see, here's the thing: if Jeff Johns, <laughs> if Jeff Johns can convince Warner Brothers to let him direct it, because he's, you know, he thinks he's God's gift to the world. So if he can direct, if he gets to direct it, that'll be fine. But then, if he doesn't get to direct it, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in good old Josh to come in and direct that too. Might as well. I think they should get the guy that directed the Dark Tower. That was a good movie. That'd be cool. I think. Speak flop city. I've actually, I've, I just actually found a a pretty interesting story that I'm not even sure how I feel about it because you guys know, um, like the big Hollywood blow up and that Quentin Tarantino had left the Weinstein Company for reasons. Um, I, I, I had not read this until just now, but he has landed at. Sony Pictures, and his next film, which is going to be a Charles Manson-inspired horror film, is going to be being put out by Sony. Do you think that they are going to let him be QT, or do you think they're going to Sony the fuck out of it and ruin his his one of his movies finally? I mean, like this is odd, odd, odd. odd if they got know? him, they'll they'll let him be Quentin Tarantino because he'll just go somewhere else. He doesn't care. So. Yeah, usually when you're when you're dealing with a, a personality like Quentin Tarantino, who's a, a film director that does the films that he wants to direct, he's not a studio mandated director. He doesn't do what you want him to do. He does the movies that he wants. When you when you go and you sign that director to make a picture under your umbrella, considering he just left the only studio he's ever known for the reasons that he left. But when you sink that kind of money into him, you know you know for a fact that a the movie's going to make money because all his movies make money. Um, but at least they bring back their budget and make some profit. So I mean that's good. So you you got that going in. So you you really just you, you treat it like hands off. You let him do what he's got to do, and you just let him make his movie. And that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's why he could never make a Star Trek movie. I know they were talking. He could, he could about never. Him he could never do it. Never do that because no, it's no, stu- there'd be studio well, mandates. Well, we are yeah. talking about Sony though. Tom Rothman and Amy Pascal. Doesn't matter. You don't. You, 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 you think, they're, you think you, they're actually smart enough to just let him leave him alone? No, you you honestly yes. believe. That? Okay, cool. When you're talking, when you t- it doesn't happen with every director. But when you're talking about a guy like Quentin Tarantino, yes, because he does not work well under an umbrella that is no. breathing down his neck. He works well when he's left alone. The studios know that. They know that if they fuck up and they and they lose him as you know being part of the brand, he will not make another movie under Sony. He'll go somewhere else. And there's always going to be a studio that's going to want to have Quentin Tarantino doing oh, their yeah. movie yep. or doing a movie under their umbrella. So you know what? If if Sony, which is in dire straits for hits and needs you know something new and something innovative to continue you know their brand because their movie division it's 
terribly lacking right now. If they're smart, they'll completely let him do whatever the hell he wants and just let him play ball. His movies first don't cost a whole lot of money to make, but they always bring in a profit. And that's that right there is good enough for the studios. They're going to sink in probably maybe $60 million into this project. It'll bring back, you know, that plus, you know, double that, and it'll, it'll turn a profit. And that's good enough for the studios. It'll bring, it'll bring in enough buzz because it is a Quentin Tarantino movie. So the buzz will be carried over, which is positive for the studio. They need this right now. Sony is doing really badly when it comes to their movies. Oh, so they I know. need anything positive. And oh, Quentin I, I, can I, do I, that for them. And I'm not a big Quentin fan. I think Quentin actually, uh, to be honest with you, I think Quentin should go down with the fire that's happening right now in Hollywood because he was well aware of what was going on with the Weinstein, uh, with Harvey Weinstein. He even said it himself. He knew what was happening. He didn't do anything about it. He's an accomplice to criminal activity. People got raped. People got hurt. People got manipulated. He knew about it. He did nothing. He should be as much at fault as anybody else. And I, I seen that quirky motherfucker in person. I've seen who he is. I know the way he is in, in, the, in the media when he deals with people in interviews and stuff. He's a weird dude. He's an eccentric dude. And it does not... Right now, the way I've seen the, the spectrum of Hollywood explode in the last few months, I would not put it past him that he also was involved in some of the same behavior that, that Harvey Weinstein has been accused of. But nobody's come forward yet. And when that shoe drops... If it drops and he is accused of shit, and if that happens, the people behind the scenes now have to look at themselves and say, "Wait, do we want to continue forward with this guy, or do we not?" Because, you know, and, and then Sony's going to be the one that's going to be held responsible for whatever happens from that point on, whether they continue with him or not. But you know, he is right now clear as far as you know the media is concerned. Nobody's talking about him, but I would not put it past him, you know, eventually getting charged or accused of something because he was aware of what Harvey was doing and he was okay with it enough to not say anything and let it happen over and over again over the span of what twenty five, thirty years. Okay, that's a lot of rape, Harvey. I mean, there's been a lot of accusations thrown in Harvey's way. He's not denied any of it. It's not like he's saying, no, I didn't well, do that to and, this and woman. He's being investigated he's, in two continents. He's being investigated in both the U.K. Worse than, and the U.S. Uh, that's worse than, uh, what's, his, what's his name, uh, uh, Roman Polanski or, uh, or uh, Woody Allen. Wow. Well, well, see, the thing is, is like everybody always knew about them, and they were able to skate by. They're actually finally getting in trouble. So is Andy Dick. So is some of the other guys that the world, the, world, the world has <laughs> known about. See, like Weinstein – there was whispers, but I had no idea it was to the extent. I thought he was just a creeper. I had no idea he was right. an actual full-blown rapist. Yeah. That, that that was news, to tell you the truth. I mean, and and not just with, you know, older women. It, and not just no, that he's, he's been a pastor woman. Young girls. Yeah, I mean, with young girls, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. I mean, the guy, he's just a sick pervert and a pedophile at that. So if you're telling me that you're a director under that umbrella and you know this behavior is happening and you do nothing about it, it's either because, A, you're a part of it, or B, you're okay with it and you just don't care. And that makes you as a scumbag, a lowlife, and just as bad right. as the guy who's and, doing know, the behavior. I kind of think maybe it's just one of so. those things he, he just doesn't care. Yeah, for real. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. to him because it's not impacting him in any way, so... But you know what? It should because anybody who is aware of that kind of behavior and that kind of disgusting, you know, thing that, uh, that Harvey's been accused of, uh, which is the pedophilia. If anybody who's aware of somebody who does that kind of thing and does not come forward with it, shame on you. I mean, you should not be held innocent 
And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, you're as guilty as the person who did it. Because you were, you were okay with it, you were aware of it, you were buddies with the guy, you broke bread with that guy, you, you were friendly with that guy, you, you know, you went to bad for him and you said all kinds of good things about that guy. So you know what, you're as big a scumbag as that guy, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, moving on, guys. We have uh, a little bit more to go here and, uh, we gotta get to some top ten lists. And, uh, let's go and get to the top ten, uh, films of the weekend. Before we get to our own personal top ten list, which again is our top ten comedies, slapstick comedies, our personal favorites. But before we get there, we have our top ten films for the weekend. And coming in at number ten this week, guys, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I haven't, uh, but I've heard nothing but mixed reactions. It's not doing very well, and uh, it's, it's well, it's, considering its budget, it's doing phenomenally well. But it's not doing as well as some thought it would do here in the U.S. But I'm talking about Jigsaw, which came in at number 10 this week. And uh, it's, what, five weeks in? It brought in about a million this weekend. That's about 36. That's the new Saw. Yeah, it's called Jigsaw. I haven't liked any of those since the second one. Like, Well, like I said, it's brought in mixed reactions from the audience so far. Now, number nine this week, three billboards outside Edmonton, Missouri. That's the name of the movie. It's a Fox Studio movie. I've never heard of this. It's apparently been out for 27 weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I've never even heard of this movie, but I, I don't know they're maybe holding it out there for some kind of Oscar nomination. I have no idea. But It, it, it sounds of, like an artsy-fartsy movie. I bet yeah. you should, like, it did well at festivals type of thing. Well, it, it, here's the kicker. It's Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. Wow. No, I might check yes. that out then. Not know about RC Fartsy, but it's definitely going to be out there. Yeah, uh, brought in 1.5 million this weekend, and that's been out for for a bit, so. I don't know. Well, actually, this is October 22nd. Oh, I'm, oh no, I misread that. It was 27 on the billboard last week. That's what it was. It hasn't been out for 27 weeks. Never mind. Oh. So it was 27 last week, and now it's number 9. So actually, that's pretty good. A couple weeks. Yeah. Not too bad. But I still have never heard of that movie. It just came out of left field. Number eight this week, uh, Lady Bird. Brought in 2.5 million. Lady Bird, anybody? No? Is it Larry Bird? Is it about the guy that played no, no, with the Celtics? Lady, no, Lady. Lady Bird. Oh. No? I have no well, idea. Well, it's got a 4.7 million total so far in its uh, theatrical run. Uh, Lady Bird brought in 2.5 million this week, and uh, last week was number 10, it's number 8 this week. Number 7, A Bad Mom's Christmas, because that's what we needed, Bad Mom's yeah, Christmas. God watched it, I guarantee you, he probably loved it. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, total run right now, it's at 50 million, it's uh, worldwide, it's about 77 million on a $28 million budget, A Bad a bad Mom's it's gonna Christmas. Get to, it's going to get to 300 million by the end of its run. Faux show. It's number seven this week. It was number four last week, and uh, it's uh, going downhill pretty quick. Number six this week. The uh, it's a debut Bob's this away. week. Bob's away. Number uh, six this week. It's the star by Sony. Speaking of uh, Bob's away, brought in ten million. The star is an animated feature film by Sony, and it released to ten million dollars on a twenty million dollar budget. So it doesn't have a whole lot of budget going on. Yeah, so uh, it'll probably recoup its uh, its. Uh, investment and they'll make a little bit of profit on it but the star check that out from sony columbia pictures number six this week number five murder on the orient express with 13.8 million down I from number that was three a pretty good movie people are telling me it's, it's it had some really neat yes. mustaches in the trailer i'll tell you that's really neat mustaches. yes right kenneth brano 
Kenneth <laughs> Branagh is rocking that stash, boy. Um, and a, a Johnny Depp rocking that stash. Michelle Pfeiffer rocking that stash. Wait, she doesn't have a stash. But guess what? This is the uh, the other movie featuring Young Ray, Daisy Ridley. She she's casting this thing. She's a star in the Orient Express. So okay. there you go. I, I, I might check it out just to see her. Uh, it's a production budget about fifty. I love her. She is so good. Fifty-five million dollar production budget. It's about uh, fifty-one million here domestically. Ninety-six million in the foreign markets, or as our good friend Alex Two likes to call it, the out of here numbers. And uh, so far, it's one hundred and forty-eight worldwide. So it's brought in its budget back. It's a profitable movie. Hey, good shot to them. Good job by them. Murder on the Orient Express. I'm gonna check that out though, just because Daisy really is in that thing. So. And the mustaches are awesome. Those yeah, the mustaches are like that was one of the main reasons why I got excited for that Bone Tomahawk movie when I saw Kurt Russell's mustache beard yep. thing, and then that was that's a clincher. That's a clincher. Number five uh, this week again, Murder on the Orient Express. Number four, a movie that did not need to get made, but it got made anyway. Daddy's Home Two. That's right. It's out well, of theaters. Know who li- we know who likes that movie. Uh, yes, somebody in the Brown. Loves that he used to be on our show. Yeah, yes, he, that's right. He, he loved the first. Things. He loved the first one. I bet he took his wife to see the sequel. Yes, that's very true. And uh, it's down from number two last week. It's brought in fourteen point eight million. That's right. Daddy's home too. Is that like a Tyler yeah. Perry movie? No, it's the it's that no. like the sequel Mark to Wahlberg that. and Wahlberg and uh, what's yeah. his name Farrell. Yeah. Oh. A movie that did not need to get made. And, uh, and here's the kicker. Uh, the production budget, $69 million. Oh, Daddy's Girls was the Tyler Perry movie I was thinking of. My right. Movie. That's a different one. Uh, number three this week and down from number one is Thor Ragnarok with $21.7 million. Yeah, yeah keep Down dropping, from number one. But it's running a total of $247 million domestically and $490 million foreign for a grand total of $738 million within, what, a couple weeks? Pretty damn impressive. On a $180 million budget, it's already turned a profit and then some, and it's going to continue to make some more money on the uh, foreign market. And top-rated Marvel movie of all time, one of them at least. Oh, yes, oh one of the top-rated and it's an incredible movie. Go watch it. It's freaking phenomenal. God, I loved it. Carl it Urban awesome. in it, for God's sake. You can't go wrong with Carl Jeff Urban. Goldblum for crying out loud, guys. It, yeah. I mean, come on. The Grandmaster. Yeah. Come on. Come I just, on. I just seen no. a dis- I just, uh, sorry to interrupt, guys, but I just seen something really disturbing on Facebook right now, and I have to share it with you guys. Son of Will Smith, Jaden Smith, to have his penis removed on his 20th birthday. Oh, that's old oh, news. That's it's been deep. Yeah, we knew about that. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's old news. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's that fake news from Russia. Anyway, moving on. Number two this week coming in, and number two, the movie Wonder. And that's, uh, never heard of that movie. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, I did hear about that movie. That's a Julia Roberts movie about the little kid who's disfigured. That actually looks really good. I mean, I, I might, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but I really wanted to check that out. Um, if you haven't seen that, check out the trailer. It looks really, really cool. A really, really, uh, yeah, it looks interesting anyway. Um, but it's Julia Roberts, so don't, don't look down on me and judge me too harsh. You know, it's, it's 
Spread in some money. $27 million for Wonder. It's a brand new movie, number two this week. Number one, the most controversial movie of the weekend, when we were arguing, yelling, and bitching about it, because while we both agree it sucked, we just can't figure out what the total reason and who to blame is, because it just, it, there's so many, so many people to blame. That's right, Justice League. It came in number one, even though we all agree it sucked, and it's... It, Underperforming, you know, it's, this movie should have brought in at least a hundred million dollars. It brought in ninety-six million, so it's underperforming. Um, flat, and that's just so a, that, that's, that's a, a pretty good numbers, man. To tell you the truth, but here's the thing: that's a it's ninety-six flat. That's a rough estimate. The final numbers won't be known until tomorrow. And they're saying some reports are like as low as eighty-three million for the weekend. So right now, rough estimate is ninety-six. Yeah, million. but it made two hundred eighty-one point million this weekend worldwide. So you know what? It's doing. Wow. Yes. Yeah, no. It's, uh, it's doing okay. Yeah, worldwide, the mommy. It's not worldwide. The the Tom Cruise Mummy movie was a hit. Okay, it made its money back. So, like, I don't want to say anything bad about foreign countries, but they obviously do not see the quality films that come out of America. All right, oh, that's all I got. Well, say. right, the right, right now, a lot of these foreign countries are really getting into the whole cinematic, you know, universe of movies, and uh, you know, these movies, like Superman, Batman, these characters are universally loved. So, obviously, it's going to open up big everywhere. Now, it hasn't opened up in China yet. We have, you know, we haven't seen those numbers come out yet. But yeah, 185 million uh, foreign is decent. 281. It, 281.9. No, 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 no. 281 is the total overall. Sorry. It made 185 million in the foreign markets, 96 million domestically, 281 total. But that's a rough estimate. We don't know the final numbers until Monday morning. That's when we're going to find out the exact final numbers. It could be somewhere between 270 to 281 uh, overall. Domestic and foreign put together. That's why. That's why I said it could be eighty-three million to ninety-six million on the domestic side. They're not sure yet. Final numbers will be known tomorrow, but that's a rough estimate, more or less. So, but either way, nobody's saying this movie's going to bomb outright. The movie's going to be a profitable movie. It's going to make its money back, uh, even if it has a three hundred million dollar budget. It'll make its money back. Yeah, Suicide Squad is, made its money back. Yeah, that was a the, hit. Like um, with the um, monetarily, it just was critically a right. piece of shit. It was a critically panned movie by the fans and critics, but it, it underperformed because it, it should have made more money, and that's what's going to happen here. It'll make its money back, but this should be a billion-dollar movie. Just like Batman vs. Superman should have been a billion-dollar movie. Anytime you put Superman and Batman together and Wonder Woman together in a movie, that should be a, a no-brainer billion-dollar hit. The fact that those movies are not reaching that potential means there's something fundamentally wrong with the movie itself and with the structure of the overall arc is of this DC universe. That is the major problem, guys. And that anybody the out there, anybody out there that's down to drop $10 and actually wants to see a wonderful comic book adaptation film, go on on demand and watch Takashi Miike's Blade of the Immortal. That is oh, one yes. of the most pitch perfect, really? beautiful, comic book adapted films i've ever seen the characters are come right off the page they're brought to life perfectly much better than any of these hollywood movies have done with any of their characters so far so right drop the 10 bucks and watch amen so there you go guys that's the top 10 for the weekend of uh, november 19th 2017 again jigsaw number 10 9 3 uh billboards outside of uh, ebbing's missouri number eight lady bird number seven 
A Bad Mom's Christmas. Number six, <laughs> The Star. Number five, Murder on the Orient Express. Number four, Daddy's Home 2. Number three, Thor Ragnarok. Number two, Wonder. And number one, Justice League. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have more clear numbers for that and uh, we'll be able to argue even more as to why exactly we think it sucked. Because right now we're all like scratching our heads trying to figure out who to blame. They need to do a Bad Mom's Christmas crossover with Bad Santa. Like, I don't even know what Bad Mom's Christmas is, but it just sounds like it needs Billy Bob Thornton in it. Yes, with with Deadpool just showing up out of nowhere. Just Billy Bob Bob Thornton, Deadpool, and Queen Latifah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is setting it off right there, boy. That sets it off. Can we get the brat in there as well, not just Queen Latifah? We can. (laughs) Why not, dude? That'd be perfect. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Now that is setting it off. Awesome. Yeah. And when are we gonna get a set it off sequel or a set it off prequel for that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll crossover with them and dead presidents before either of the movie happened. Right. Yeah. And then and then throw and then throw it throw that in the hip hop cinematic universe too and make it a make it a prequel to straight out of Compton. That's what they yep. There you go. Now have you guys uh seen uh The Punisher yet? On Netflix, no. I I I, I have it. Um, I started part of one of the episodes. It, it looks solid. You know what I mean. It looks like it's going to be brutal as hell. Uh, there, it looks like they're really adapting um a mix of the Greg Rucka and the Garth Ennis stuff. I'm yep. not excited that Karen Page is in this show because I think she is the worst thing in the Netflix Marvel shows. But whatever, I'm down to see the Shanisher shoot some shit up. So. Uh, I haven't seen it either, but let's make a pact here. Let's watch it so next week when we come back, or whenever next month or next year, or whenever we do another show, uh, we can actually talk about it. And, uh, maybe I just hope Joss Whedon doesn't ruin it. I just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be uh, Joss Whedon's ultimate revenge. Well, now he's going to attack Marvel's TV sections also. That's... I, actually, I actually just saw what Steppenwolf looks like. And, yo, Zod, is it just me? Or does he look like the the, um, the prince guy from um, Voltron? You know, like the evil prince? He's yeah, not he blue. Does but... have that. He does kind of have that. Uh, prince Voltron or whatever. Voltar yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah he's got that thing going on. I, I honestly feel like he would have just been better with practical effects. But, you know, they watered down his character, too. He had a lot. There was a lot he was supposed to do that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. know. Uh, seeing him like that, it got me excited for a Voltron movie. Aren't they supposed to be making yeah, one of those? Yeah, they're finally? supposed to be making one of those. And apparently, if they do, if they go based off the script that's been around for a while, it'll be a brilliant film. So I hope it happens. And, uh, have, and you then, guys, have you guys seen the uh, trailer for uh, the Rampage movie? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that looks With like the, the worst piece of shit ever. That's the reason why I made that post about... The Rock being need to being accused of sexual harassment in the '80s, so he can go away. Because oh, I just, I actually feel bad for him as bad as I just <laughs> he annoys. Like that movie looks so awful, and compared to like the other films that he has coming Isn't that out, a I, sequel to like that disaster movie he did. What was that movie where he was made by the San same Andreas? Guy, San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. yeah, yeah. Isn't that a sequel to that? No, it's made by the no, same no, guy, no. And, and they and they kind of honk on. San Andreas in the trailer with the helicopter stuff. They were actually he actually spoofs his own movie, which I thought oh. was one of the few things in the trailer that was like, oh, that that's a little clever. But the rest, I was just like, oh man, Dwayne, I don't even like you, and I feel bad for you right now, man. Jesus. But I mean, have you seen? I mean, you you remember Rampage from the eighties? You remember the, yeah, the, 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 the old the game? Video game? Yeah, that's you what get to play as King Kong and Godzilla, and you knock down buildings. Like there was no guy with the machine gun like the rock yeah but you, you yeah but you know they're gonna make a movie they're gonna have to add a guy or a girl or somebody in yeah, there you're gonna be a guy you can't have just just 
Gorilla go smash. Gorilla you know, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, that would be mean, an interesting movie. I'd to pay to see that. Yeah. stuff for two hours. That'd be cool. Yeah, I would pay hard money to see that, but they're not going to make a movie for me like that. It's just not happening. Exactly. Finally, um, making a, a rampage movie based off that game is you know amazing. I'm wondering. Oh, Jumanji's the, the other movie that I feel really burger, bad. What's the Burger Time movie coming out? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Double Bubble. Yeah, that too. Bubble Bobble. Yeah. yeah. Mega I mean, Man. Would you, I, make a Mega Man movie. That's I'm, I'm semi interested. Yes, actually, by the way, Mega Man. Did, would be it was, great. They called it Turbo Kid. Yeah, but that sucked. But I'm semi-interested in watching this movie. Look, I like The Rock. I don't have anything against The Rock. I think he's a cool actor, so... Uh, I'm, I'm semi-interested in watching it. The trailer looked interesting enough. He's uh, better than I, I like... Cavill, but I don't know about calling him a cool actor. I mean, like, he yeah, can... he's cool, man. I have no issues with The Rock. He I think The Rock the... is cool. He has that one character that he can play really well. He's like Will Smith. He, he can play yes. The Rock perfectly fine. He plays The Rock perfect. That's what I need him to do, play The Rock. Now, have you guys seen the... Uh, the the uh, promo for the uh, Black Lightning TV series. Oh, are they actually are finally it? doing that? Yeah, it's a CW. It's, it's going to debut on January 16th. Uh, it's going to be on Tuesday night's uh, Black Lightning, but it's not going to be part of the uh, the DC universe on TV. It's going to be its own separate thing. What do you guys think about that? Probably for the best, man. That's good. That Arrowverse getting fucking played the hell out. Like what they did with the Wild Dog on this last season. Oh, it pissed me off so bad because he's like my new favorite. They DC. got they got the they got main characters in Arrow playing the Injustice video game on the show. I mean, that's Josh Whedon's fault. I know, but I exactly. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Josh Whedon. <laughs> but yeah. I can see an entire episode of South Park just blaming Joss Whedon for it. That scumbag. That ginger made out of a human thumb, he, biologically engineered. You know who start, created ISIS? I'm going to start doing YouTube videos about Joss Whedon the way, you should. The way, those, you, those, the way that dude in New York does videos no, about no, 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 That's what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm going to do Joss Whedon videos like that every day. Just as long as you don't become a brony, I will, I will have a little bit for you. <laughs> Josh Whedon just he, he, he raped your childhood, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've been waiting my whole life for that Justice League movie. <laughs> Thanks, Josh Whedon. <laughs> the worst part of the worst oh. part about it is he never gave you your Robin. Yeah, no Robin. And right. yeah, no, he cut the Green Lantern, who was never cast or like actually put in the film in any production since he cut it out of the film like that that that's the one that you wigged out about that still got like i never heard anything about the green lantern ever fucking being in that movie dude honestly yeah me neither i, I am intrigued on this black lightning character i, mean, I don't know oh, much yeah, about no, the character great, but... he's one of my favorite I, I i you know how i love obscure small heroes and yeah black lightning well, is probably one of the oh, best what do you DC think about uh, no, netflix getting the mark millar show uh comics oh that's uh, awesome Connie. Actually, to tell you the truth, I'm really hyped. I really hope they do um, Huck and Starlight. Those are like my two favorites of his. And like, yeah, the Malar World shit. He's who's probably the, the one that's like one. who's the one that wears the white? That's just like Batman, but it's like a villain version. Like, um, he's white. Uh, he's all, Nemesis. White man. Nemesis. Yeah, they got. I heard they got him. They're gonna do. They're gonna do his. Oh show. no, they they have all of Malar's world. Basically, um, off the bat, they're going to do everybody besides Kickass and Kingsman. 
And then they're eventually saying that they might work around to bringing Kick-Ass in, too. But, yeah, basically everything Malwar has done, like Super Crooks and Nemesis and um, Goddess and Return and uh, Huck, and, and he's done, like, 30, 40 books for this Malar World thing. They're, they're just, like, one-done um, little arcs, and, like, they're going to be doing um, small series and um, uh, movies for him. Uh, that are straight to Netflix, and if they do them right, they could be wonderful, because some of these are some of the best superhero graphic novels that have come out recently, yeah. and, I, and I'm not even really a big Mark Millar fan, but his Millar world shit's on point. Like, his Marvel stuff is garbage, though. Pow, pow. It's Josh Whedon's fault. He ruined his work. Yes. Now, moving on, guys, let's uh, move on to our top ten list for the evening. This is our top ten slapstick comedies, our favorites, our personal favorites. Johnny Alpha, you want to set it off? Ow, pow. Set All right. it, set it off. off. Set at it number, off, son. At number 10, I have Ichi the Killer. I know most people don't find that movie funny, but it That's is not much a, Yeah, but it's not really a slapstick comedy. Ichi the Killer? It's very black. It's gallows humor, but if you get it, it's really kind of slapsticky, to tell you the truth. At number 9, I have Little Shop of Horrors. At number 8, That's I, a have, good one. That's a good one. I, have, I have Brain Donors. At seven, I have Slapshot, the the hockey masterpiece. At number six, I got Strange Brew. At number five, I have Stripes with um, Bill Murray and Held Ramis. Number four, I have Encino Man. Number three, Three Amigos, of course. Number two, In the Loop. And number one, it's a weird Serbian film that a friend of mine talked me into watching, but it's called The Underground. It is just hysterical. It's a great political satire, but it is just... It's odd, it's crazy, and it's hilarious. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, check out The Underground. Okay. Very nice. And, uh, is that right? Uh, number 10, There's Something About Mary. Number uh, 9, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Number 8, mm. Pineapple Express. Yes. Number, number 7, Ted. Number 6, that's my boy, an Adam, Adam Sandler movie where he named his ah. son Han Solo Burger. Fantastically yes. funny movie. Number, <laughs> Andy number, Andy five, number five is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number four is Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Number three, Office Space. Two, Spaceballs. And my number one is Step Brothers, the unrated version. Very nice. A very worthy list, my friend. Very worthy I used to, list. I used to smoke weed with John Hopkins. Yeah, me, Johnny Hopkins, and Sloan Ketterman, we used to blaze that shit up. Nice. Pow, pow. Number 10 on my list, and I'm surprised nobody put this on theirs. The Water Boy. Water sucks. I think everybody has to have at least one Adam Sandler movie. At least list. one. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I'm going with The Water Boy. I'm like, I love that movie. I can still like pop it in once in a while and just watch it all the way through. And I think it, it has to do with uh, the Fonz being in it and playing the, the coach of the football team. I mean, every time I see him in this movie, it just like, it cracks me the hell up. And uh, I love The Water Boy. Uh, number nine, Hot Shots. And I'm going to go with one and two tied because I love both Hot Shots movies. Uh, I thought they were equally as funny as uh, as they could be. Uh, number eight, Ace Ventura, the first one, Pet Detective. Come on. Laces out, Ventura, Dan. Well, yeah, the laces were out, Dan. When uh, Ace turns around and he looks at Tom Luke and it's ass to face, and he's like, can I ask a few of your questions? I mean, that scene in itself is worth, you know, every penny. It really is. Would you happen to have some banaka? Perhaps a mint. I mean, come on, you can't write shit like that anymore. You just don't. 
It's a certain comedy. By the way, written by the digging into my hip. Yeah. By the way, written by Steve Odenkirk from uh, Kung Pao. He wrote that movie. Uh, Number seven on the list: MLB. That's right, Major Leagues with Charlie Sheen, the first one. Runs like haze. He hits like maze. Say hey. Just a bit outside. I mean, it's, that's one of the funniest films, especially sports related, you're ever going to see. So, hey, number six. Is one of my yeah. heroes. <laughs> he's either ready to hit or he's afraid he's going to kill some nets. <laughs> <laughs> he said, get him a whole chicken. I got him a whole chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah, the KSC scene was hilarious. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he meant. <laughs> I wanted a whole chicken. I got a whole chicken. Uh, number six on my list, Airplane, the first one. Love that movie. Uh, number five on my list, Tommy Boy with Chris Farley. Rest in peace. Oh, pal. Love Chris Farley. Uh, number four, and this is a whole trilogy, Austin Powers. I can't pick one. I love them all. The Austin Powers trilogy. Uh, just uh, every, every gag in those movies is just equally as funny as the next. And uh, my favorite character is Goldmember of all, th- you know, from all three movies. I love the Goldmember character because his slung was made out of gold. That's it's a keeper. Gold. That's a keeper. That's right. He eats his own skin. <laughs> yeah, that was so fucking nasty, <laughs> but it was hilarious, man. <laughs> Number three on my list: The Naked Gun One and Two. The trilogy was good. I liked the third one, but one and two in particular, I thought were equally as funny. And uh, that's the, the very opening sequence with the first one, with O.J. Simpson, uh, you know, getting on the boat. I know it's O.J. Simpson. I know he might have killed some people, but I don't. I don't care. Goddamn it! That scene is funny as hell when his foot goes through the door. And everybody's like just getting ready for him to open the door, like all the guns are getting cocked and shit. I mean, I laugh. I, I still laugh when I watch that sequence. It's absolutely hilarious. So uh, that's uh, number three on my list: The Naked Gun One and Two. Number two on my list: Spaceballs, which for a long time would have been number one, by the way. Spaceballs. Wow, we got the same number two. That's awesome. Yeah, because you know, Spaceballs is the greatest spoof comedy of all times. Let's be honest. The space boss is the shit. That's funny. She doesn't look Druish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm Mog. I'm a half yeah. man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. We yeah. gave foul shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you think we've been a little bit too literal? No, you idiot. He said comb the desert. We're, we're combing the desert. <laughs> uh, for real. Uh, number one on my list, and I talked about it earlier, and I'll say it again. One of the funniest slapstick comedies ever, and it's not meant to be that because it originally was shot as a serious kung fu movie, and then Steve Waterkirk, the, the the writer of Ace Ventura, came in and said, you know what, I'm going to make this into a comedy, and he made Kung Pao enter the fist, and I will never get that movie out of my head, and the words, wee wee I am Ling's father, will never get out of your head once you see it live on, on film. It is absolutely brilliant. One of the best comedies I've ever seen. I laughed hysterically in theaters to the point that I almost burst a gut and I killed over. It was that funny. And uh, I suggest everybody watches it. Unfortunately, they've never made a sequel to it. I haven't heard much of uh, you know Steve Odenkirk's work since. Uh, he's been kind of quiet in the last few years, but he, he's a brilliantly hysterical comedian. Well, was it, uh, wasn't that movie just completely tragically panned by everybody? And, like, I, I think that that might have something to do with it. I, it just was not understood when it came out. And, at all. But that, that's the thing with all his movies, though. All his movies have been critically panned. 
Yeah, they so, just don't I mean, get it. I mean, like, honestly, just, I don't you know. You just have that. to get it, exactly. It's like, it's like Zack Snyder. Nobody gets him either. No, no but he just sucks. Different story. I get it, Zack Snyder. I mean, I liked I liked 300. That, that's a cool movie. Now, I don't want to see 300 about Superman. It makes no fucking sense. Superman is supposed to be a bright, shiny, happy Go lucky, save people, guy. He's not supposed to be Leonidas kicking people in holes and breaking necks and shit. It makes no sense, Zod Rider. Right. By the way, Steve Wodeker, here's some of his uh, writing credentials, just so we, we know who we're talking about here. He was involved with Ace Ventura 1, uh, but he was, it was like an uncredited writing uh, that he did for that. But it was so good that he actually wrote Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, which is funny as shit also. Almost cracked my top ten list. Uh, he also wrote The Nutty Professor. Nothing to lose, Patch Adams, The New oh, Professor God. 2. Maybe that's why he doesn't work anymore, well, Patch Adams. That's enough to see uh, already. Well, no, but actually, that, that wasn't that bad of a movie. Oh, he, did Jimmy, he, he did Jimmy Neutron, which I loved. That was a boy genius. That was a really good cartoon. Uh, Kung Pao, obviously. Uh, Santa vs. Snowman. He did Bruce Almighty for Jim Carrey, one of his bigger movies. He also wrote Evan Almighty, which is the sequel to Bruce Almighty, which is a hundred million dollar movie. So I mean, the guy's he's done as a writer, and he's done pretty good movies. As a director, uh, he's done let me see, Barnyard. He did Kung Pao, Nothing to Lose, and Ace Ventura too. So I mean, he's he's directed pretty good movies, but he hasn't really worked since like oh six oh seven. So I mean, I don't know why that's the case. I like Steve Wonderkirk. Nothing to Lose is that that's the one with um, Tim Robbins and um, Martin Lawrence, right? Correct, yeah. Oh, that's one of my yeah. favorite comedies ever. I didn't know he did that. That that is yeah. that is a legit hilarious movie right there. He he wrote and directed uh Nothing Moves, yeah. Wow, no, he's he's just gotten way more mad respect. Like Patch Adams is forgiven. Like I love Nothing to Lose. See? I mean, yeah, he had maybe one movie that you don't like, but for the most part, if you look at his body of work, he's done solid work. And when you think about it, like two of Tim Curry's biggest movies, he was involved in. So the, the, they're part, they're so. probably homies then, right? They kind of oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that's cool. I mean, which that's why I'm surprised that he hasn't been involved in more comedies, especially since comedies have gotten really like kind of crappy over the last few years. I mean, here's the guy who gets it, who can make funny movies, but yeah, I think it's part of the fact that the movie got you know critically panned. Uh, but it's just because they didn't get it, and I think they just didn't get the jokes. But I guarantee you put Kung Pao, on, you put it on on your DVD player in front of a crowd. Doesn't matter who's there. People are going to start laughing. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. a funny movie. Doesn't matter. That's, the, you, thing. That's you. the thing. Everybody I know loves it. I like it. Now, you know how bad I am when it comes to comedies. And, um, the fact that, like, it, it was just so disliked and panda, it's just like, how did that even happen? Every, it seems to be a loved film by everybody. But then again, like, it seems, it, it's a really odd case, that one. I don't get, like, what went wrong with that movie when it hit theaters, but, like, for some reason, it seems that that's tragically what sank the guy, though, huh? Yeah, I mean, he worked after that. I mean, he he, 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 did, a, he did Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty after that, after the fact. I mean, that was in 02, so that was a while ago, and he did movies after that. But, um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't worked much after those other movies. But, look, the movie cost $10 million to make. It brought in roughly around, what, 16, 20 million box office? So it... it even doubt, you know, they didn't lose money on Kung Pao. It wasn't like it was a complete disaster either, you know, in that sense. It was a very small budget movie that brought in, you know, what it was supposed to bring. I remember, I remember working up at Blockbuster Video when actually, the, going old school here, uh, when, when this movie came out on DVD and I'll tell you what, you couldn't keep a copy on the shelf. It was rented out every single day. Yeah. It was, 
for months and months and months. It was that popular of a movie. So this is a movie that found its niche audience really when it went into into the DVD you know world and and it did its thing there. But I I loved it. I always wanted to see a sequel to it. Unfortunately, it didn't get made. But more unfortunate is we haven't seen Steve Watercook in anything, and that's sad because he's a brilliantly funny director and funny comedian. So and he's a, a great stand-up comic also. If you've never seen seen him do stand-up. Google him or YouTube is stand-up. It's, he's hysterical. And uh, a shame that he hasn't worked on it. really is. And uh, shout-outs to, by the way, Oscar Benjamin, who's uh, giving us a shout-out here on, on Skype. Uh, he's supposed to be part of the roundtable, but he's disappeared. Uh, he, he's the, a very uh, busy guy. He's he's actually been... Um, I, well, he's always, like, doing his little photography stuff, man. He's, like, taking pictures of the rich and famous and hanging out with Jensen Eccles and shit. Like, I'm actually pretty jealous. Yeah. Boy. He's living the life, man. Keep on rolling, keep on rolling, sweet Oski boy. You're you're awesome, brother. No, no, I'm not saying I don't love the guy. He's a great dude, and we we, we just wish he was around more on the round table. I'm oh, I'm arguing with him, man. I had some of my best battles with Oski, so yeah. Oh, well, you saying. know what, I, Oscar, Oscar's often on my side in the arguments because him and I both support the DC Cinematic Universe. So shout out to you, Oscar. Yeah, he he so tragically thinks that Henry Cavill can act. <laughs> Me and him, that's mostly what we argue about, and it's always just so much fun because, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Maybe next week he'll be on with us and uh, he'll argue on your defense or his side. Uh, but, guys, uh, until next week, we're all out of time here, and uh, it's been a, a quick two hours. It's been a lot of fun uh, joining us or joining, you know, you guys here at the, uh, the new time slot. 10 p.m. Eastern, that's our new time slot. You know, it is our old time slot. We're back to 10, uh, you know, for, uh, powers, uh, that be made it happen. And, uh, that power that be made it, that made it happen is no longer on the network. So, hey, thank, uh, thank him for that. And, uh, we're, we're going to be live at 10 p.m. Eastern from here on out. Next week, hopefully we'll have Jason, uh, Justice back with us. Maybe, uh, Oscar Benjamin will join the fun. But, uh, till then, guys, thanks for being here on the round table. Zod Ryder, Johnny Alpha. Thank you guys. You rock. Yep, and hopefully Johns Weed won't ruin any more movies before next week, and we can have a happy show. Yes, happiness is a bliss. Till then, guys, we'll be back next week on the roundtable. Peace.